It's exclusive live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball. High School Sports on WEU was brought to you in part by Angstadt Family Dental, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. Berks County High School Basketball, presented by Cross Keys Insurance, only on WEU, 8.30 a.m. in Reading, online at 8.30, weu.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a sold-out Muhlenberg High School as the Mules tonight play host to the Redding Red Knights. Redding comes in at 6-4, Muhlenberg at 7-4 as our coverage of Berks County High School basketball continues tonight here on 8.30 a.m. WEU in Redding. This a Division I matchup in the Berks Boys Conference where both the Mules and the Red Knights are off to a 2-1 start tied with Wilson at, in first place in Division One, but it's awful early. When it comes to the division standings, don't tell that to the people who sold this gymnasium out by Sunday afternoon for a Tuesday night tip-off. That is our matchup. It's the Red Knights and the Mules, and as always, it's live on 8.30 a.m. WE. You ready? High School Basketball is presented by Cross Keys Insurance, and you can hear our games tonight and all throughout the regular season and the postseason. No matter where you are, you can tune in for free at 8.30 WEU.com. We'll take a timeout back to Laureldale with our pregame show, right after this. Bad hair day? Bad day at the office? Bad day behind the wheel? Hey, stuff happens, even to the best of us. At least your car insurance rate doesn't have to take a hit. Get Erie Rate Lock from Erie Insurance. Gives you a great rate that stays put until you change a car, driver, or your address. Plus, seriously good service. Now that's something to smile about. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Erie Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage and is not available in all states. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years, and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. Can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing. Can I be of service? When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I I know. You have your own choir, apparently. Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. The H.L. Bowman Bowman. 
visit hlbowman.com. Welcome back to Millenburg High School alongside Rich Scarcella. My name is Bob McCool. Hope you're warm and dry somewhere. The weather forecast is a bit on the brutal side, but it's high and dry and warm in this gymnasium as this game is a few moments away from getting started. The JV game still going on here in Lauderdale. Again, Muhlenberg playing host to Running High. And, Rich, obviously the storylines, no matter what's going on on the basketball court between these two teams, and right now, record-wise, they're pretty close to one another. 7-4 and four for Muhlenberg, 6-4 and four for Reading High. And as I said, both at 2-1 and one in the division. But the big story, of course, is the coaching story, and that is Rick Perez, who was the tremendously successful head coach for the Reading Red Knights, with at one time Matt Flowers as an assistant a couple years ago. Matt Flowers comes back here to his alma mater, take over the head coaching program. Rick Perez joins him this year, and a guy who was underneath them for a number of years, Francis Camaro, takes over as the Red Knight head coach. So that all builds into the storyline, which is the camaraderie that exists between the coaching staffs. Oh, there's a strong bond and a strong connection for everything that they went through at Reading High. The three of them were on the staff together at the same time with tremendous amount of success. Rick Perez coaching the Red Knights to three state championship games in his 12 seasons there. Now he's back as an assistant coach with his best friend, Matt Flowers. They both live in the Muhlenberg School District practically next to each other. And uh, so far, both of them have, are enjoying it from what they tell us. But for Francis Camara, this is going to be different. He has not coached against Matt Flowers or Rick Perez. And when I asked him how, to, how he felt about it, he used one word, Bob fun <laughs> he said it's a lot of fun and and matt flowers said the same thing it's going to be a lot of fun the kids from each team know each other really well the fans here in the stands the packed house know each other really well and you know I, i'm looking forward to a very very competitive game and so when you take a look at the situation that francis kamara finds himself in and again he's very confident in what he's doing and how things are progressing at reading high school However, we're going to flip the script back to just a few days before when we saw the Red Knights on Thursday night against Wilson. They were down by eight points in the third quarter. That coming on the heels of the game we had on Tuesday night where Exeter took it to the Red Knights. And without a doubt, the Vultures were circulating around the Geigo for sure for Francis Kamara. He can't find himself in a more difficult situation than to, to where he is right now, and that is walking into the red knight program and the success that it's had but with a with a team that certainly doesn't have the components that it's had over the course of the last couple of years he's very confident in what it what where he sits but at the same time that win over the bulldogs was insurmountable to him well coming off a 24 point home court loss to exeter last tuesday a week ago tonight uh and then having to face wilson which was playing very well Two nights later, and knowing this game was a week later against Reading and everything that goes with it, it was very daunting. And the possibility that the Red Knights could lose all three games was very real. So Thursday night's comeback victory was very important. Not necessarily, um, I, I mean, I, I know there were, I, not necessarily for how the fans feel about Francis Camara but for this group of kids. Correct. They lost so much from last year. Ruben Rodriguez, Miles Gray, Amir Burdine, and uh, Adis Rodriguez off their state championship team. 
And this is, nobody ever wants to use the word rebuilding at Reading High, but this is sort of a rebuilding year. And Francis Camara has the Red Knights at 6-4 and four off that very, very impressive comeback win over the Wilson Bulldogs. Um, I, I think that win can do a lot for the psyche of a young team. Absolutely. And when you take a look about a young team, you're talking about a team in Reading High that starts a freshman in Francis Camara's son, Jeremiah, and a sophomore in Wesley Rosario. Again, Francis Kamara emits confidence in what he's trying to do and what his kids have and their abilities. But it, it really percolates when he talks about Wesley Rosario, his sophomore point guard. And he's going to face pressure tonight. Different kind of pressure. Not the pressure of playing Muhlenberg in a crep-packed house, but the pressure that Muhlenberg is going to bring to them because Matt Flowers wants to apply pressure on an opponent all the time. Well, these, these teams have mirror are mirror images of themselves not in personnel but what they want to do and how they play they want to come right at you offensively and defensively defensively attack 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 and don't ever let up and so Wesley Rosario a sophomore who has got a tremendous future ahead of him this is something that he has not seen yet this year maybe against Central York but even that He's not going to see the kind of pressure that he's going to see from the Mules tonight. And let's see how he responds. But but so far, you and I have seen him twice. We're very impressed. Francis Camara raves about him, said he was amazing in the JV games last year. You guys probably didn't notice. Of course we didn't. But also, what we've noticed, he's got poise and he's got great vision and court awareness. For a, and especially for a sophomore, uh, you, you can't help but like him. Yeah, and his teammates can't help but like him because he'll find you. And that's yes, what anybody would wants to play with a point guard who's going to find you. And that's the staple of Wesley Rosario's game is finding people. He's very clever with a basketball and finding open teammates. But what we saw on Thursday night was when the Red Knights needed points early, he provided them. He had 10 first-half points against the Bulldogs. Yeah, he, he can go to the basket very, very well. He's not as strong as a Ruben Rodriguez, of course, you know, that went, what, last year when Ruben was a senior. But I, I think he's gonna, going to get better and better in doing that. And I, I like how he goes to the basket. He, is, he also has great body control. Um, but, you know, Bob, we're talking about Reading High, and you can't talk with, about Reading High without talking about Yadiel Cruz. Right. And Yadiel Cruz is the key to everything for the Red Knights. Uh, Exeter did a tremendous job keeping him off the offensive glass. Wilson did for a half, and then once he became more active and got more involved, Redding chipped into the lead along with their pressure defense and, and was able to regain the lead. Um, I really like Cruz. We, we, when we first saw him last season, he, he, is, he plays hard from start to finish, and he always seems to be around the basketball. And then the last piece of the puzzle that we have not mentioned, and that's the last starter that we haven't mentioned, is the guy who came in to become the, the lifeline last in, in that game against Wilson, and that's Maliko Samano, who came up with, not with not with one big block down the stretch, but turned into two and then ultimately three, and those turned into layups on the other end. And that was the big piece of the puzzle for the Red Knights because when they were struggling against Wilson offensively, and they were struggling because the three-point line was not friendly to the Red Knights at the Geigel on Thursday. They needed to find something to get their offense going, and that became their defense. And the defense kick-starting things and getting the transition game going allowed the Red Knights to ultimately overtake Wilson. You and I have seen a lot of basketball games. Uh, we're, we're, we're not exactly young. <laughs> but I will say this. I, I, I've tried to remember if I've ever seen a player block 
three shots <laughs> in the last minute of a very, very close game, and I, and I just can't. None comes to mind. That was, that was impressive. Uh, and it was all different. It was a, a, a Maddox Gruber going to the basket, SWAT. A three-point shot, SWAT. And then another play inside, SWAT. And you're right. He not only blocked the shot, he blocked it to a teammate, got the break going, and that enabled the Reading to win by six. Yeah, and that's what Francis Camaro liked about it the most is that he didn't send it into the seats, no. that he blocked it, kept it in play, and allowed his teammates to ultimately turn it into transition opportunities. And since you said we're old, we'll throw Bill Russell in there because that's what Bill <laughs> Russell was so good at. Now, yeah. there's some people out there who are going, who? And there are other people out there who are going, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, that, ask, your, not ask, your Google. ask your Google or ask your grandfather. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So we told you a little bit about the Red Knights. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about the home team, the Red, the Muhlenberg Mules. Muhlenberg, Redding, live on 830 AM WEU. And Redding, our pregame show continues from Laurel with this. Family owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Redding community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Reading, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Welcome back to Muhlenberg High School again alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. As our pregame show continues, Muhlenberg and running high, the Red Knights ultimately holding off the Mules in the JV game, won that game by 10 points. And so with the clock now ticking down, the teams are out on the floor for the warm-ups. Again, the Red Knights and the Mules here in Laureldale. And so we told you in the first part of our pregame show about running high, let's talk about Matt Flowers, Muhlenberg team. Matt Flowers, of course, played here. And now he's back coaching there after spending time as the assistant at Reading High School. And the one thing that we have seen in the, in the two games that we have seen from Muhlenberg is that they play the way Matt Flowers coached when he was at Reading High as the JV coach, and that is to pressure teams, to make teams make mistakes. He wants to turn this game into a 94-foot game. Doesn't matter that he's facing the Reading Red Knights tonight. Still going to be the same MO for the Mules. Yeah, we're going to get to the lineups later, but he he has inserted, he's made a couple changes here tonight to improve his defense because he feels like his team needs to be better defensively and needs to rebound the basketball better. So Mikey Miller, a sophomore, a really promising sophomore who is coming off a, a knee injury in the foot, in football season, he will start tonight along with Jeffrey Collado, the younger brother of Alex Collado, Muhlenberg's leading scorer. And what Matt Flowers th believes is that those two young men can give the Mules, can make them stronger defensively, make them stronger rebounding, and also can set some pretty hard screens. <laughs> and the one thing that concerns him the most when you ask him about what is the thing that concerns you the most about running high, and it's not a big surprise, that he's going to point at Yadiel Cruz, the most experienced Red Knight there is, and he's also averaging almost 20 points a game. 
But what concerns Matt Flowers the most is keeping Yadiel Cruz off the offensive glass. Like I said earlier, Bob, Exeter did an outstanding job a week ago tonight keeping Yadiel Cruz off the offensive glass where he is so good at, at getting second chances. Wilson was effective for a half, but then Yadiel became a lot more active on the offensive end, scoring and rebounding, and I'm ended up with a double-double, and that's the one goal Matt Flowers has. We, we can't allow him to get a double-double, and that's easier said than done, but he feels with the personnel that he's the personnel changes that he's made that he can do that the mules can do that if there's kind of been a recurring theme from our perspective on what we've seen so far in Berks County basketball is that every team has obviously at least one score and probably two and what we've talked about is who's going to ultimately emerge as a secondary or even a third scorer for basketball teams as this season progresses and Muhlenberg personifies that because early on it was Alex Collado and Kyle Archie both of them were still averaging in double figures for the Mules, but the guy who has put himself firmly on the map here in Lauderdale is Shamar Killen, a 6'2 junior who has gotten better and better and better with each game, and so too has his scoring. In fact, he's been in double figures the last eight straight games for Muhlenberg. Yeah, and he leads the Mules with three-pointers with 18. He's a very good, or excuse me, that's Alex Collada. Shamar Killen is a very, very good player. Inside and outside, he scored 20 points in a league win over Conrad Weiser last week and then had 17 in a loss to Liberty of Bethlehem Liberty. Uh, I really, really like the way he plays. He lets the game come to him. He's not one that put up 20 shots a game. Uh, he's, he's been very, we've seen him twice, and he's been really effective in both games against Conrad Weiser and Wilson. And what Matt Flowers wants him to do tonight is to, 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 to play, as he referred to it, as downhill. He, they, want, they want their players, Muhlenberg, to go inside. They want him to drive inside. They want him to drive at Yadiel Cruz and at Malik Asumano and kind of challenge them inside a little bit, be aggressive with the basketball in the paint. And that, at least, is the M.O. for Muhlenberg in their half-court offense. Right. They want to get into the chest of, of Osumano in the middle of that threading defense and 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 you know prevent him from extending his arms and blocking shots they want to attack um as much as they can attack the middle of the defense they want to go out like i said earlier they want to attack on offense they want to attack on defense that's matt flowers mo that's rick perez's mo so you know i i i don't you know Muhlenberg's not terribly a terribly big team uh, but they're physical, as they, as you might expect, under Matt Flowers. And for them to keep Yadiel Cruz off the glass, they're going to have to outmuscle him and keep him, use their bodies to keep him away from the glass. The one thing that would concern me if I were coaching in this game, and I'm not crazy enough to sign up to do that, <laughs> but if I were, the one thing that would concern me is because of what this means, which is Millenberg and Redding and the, and the ties between them all and the oversold crowd and everything that goes along with it. What I would be concerned about is my players coming out and playing with emotions. Matt Flowers scoffed at that. He said, he told his kids, look, if you want to play on Friday night at Santander Arena, and we know what that means, that means the championship game. If you want to play at the Giant Center, this is what you have to do. This is the environment that you have to get used to. And for Francis Kamara running high, they don't, they don't embrace anything more 
than being in enemy territory. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, there will be high emotions here tonight, and as you would expect, like it's, the kids on both teams know each other really well. The coaches know each other really well. I wasn't here two years ago. I know you were when Muhlenberg knocked off Reading 63-61 in the final game of the regular season before the county playoffs. But that was an emotionally charged atmosphere. I I was at the game last year at the Geigel, another charged atmosphere, you know, people going crazy. I think that's the way they like to play, the Mules and the Red Knights. I think that's the way Matt Flowers likes to coach. And we don't know a ton about Francis Kamara's coaching, but what we've seen, he likes he likes the um, disruptions. He likes he likes the kids to play with a lot of emotion. And quite honestly, Bob, we didn't see that against Exeter. We did see yes, it against Wilson. That's for sure. And ultimately, we know the difference. And that is that Exeter ended up beating the Red Knights at the Geigel 79-44, yeah, 54, excuse me, giving the Red Knights their lone loss in divisional play. Reading High with wins over Wilson and Governor Mifflin. Milnberg with wins over Governor Mifflin and Conrad Weiser. And they lost to Wilson in overtime in a game we had here at WEU just before the Christmas break. So if you want to use comparisons, and it's pointless to do so. Muhlenberg's win, Muhlenberg's loss in divisional play is against Wilson in overtime on the road. Reading High's win over Wilson the other night. That's why all of them are at 2-1 and one right now in the division. And I'll tell you what right now. Um, I'm not afraid to make predictions, <laughs> but I can't tell you. I don't know who's going to win Burks 1 because the, I think the three teams are very, very close as, as, as we've seen. Uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to tonight and see how this one comes out. It, well, it, the, okay. it is going to be a six-game war. Oh, There's no gosh. doubt about that. I think the other thing with these two teams, you mentioned about emotions and everything, both teams want to get to the free-throw line. Reading shooting 70%, Muhlenberg 65 They're among the county leaders in free-throw attempts, and that's not by coincidence. That's not by accident. They want to draw fouls. They want to attack the rim. With either with drives or get the ball low. Um, so I, I think that's going to be critical. They're not, neither team shoots a lot of threes. Reading has 49 in 10 games. Muhlenberg has 41 in 11 games. Compared, Reading, 49 this year, 177 <laughs> last year. Now wait, it gets worse. Muhlenberg, 41 this year, 222 last year. So this is these teams are a little different from what they've been in recent years. And so now it's time for us to take a look at our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by REMAX Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis. If you're buying or selling a home, Phil Macaronis is a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame. With over 20 years of experience providing countless buyers and sellers keys to their real estate transactions, call 610-670-2770. Ask for Phil Macaronis for the keys to buying and selling your home. Again, it's running high at Muhlenberg tonight in boys' high school basketball. And Rich Garcella has his keys to tonight's basketball game. Let's start for the visiting Reading High Red Knights. The Red Knights want Francis Kamara, the co- their coach, want to see them move without the basketball on offense. They want, and he wants to see the ball move. He's expecting Muhlenberg to double, even triple team Yadiel Cruz. If that's the case, then Cruz is going to have to, if he gets a touch inside and he's surrounded, he's got to find the open man because there's going to be one. Secondly, Defensively, the Red Knights want to slow the Muhlenberg Mules down. And that doesn't mean slow their running game. That means slow them, make them go to their second, third, and fourth progression like a quarterback, like a quarterback would in football. He, they, he doesn't. He wants them to keep 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 
Muhlenberg from, I'm going to get them confused all night, <laughs> Keith Muhlenberg from, make, take, from scoring on their first progress, progression. For the home team, the Muhlenberg Mules, Matt Flowers wants to be more aggressive defensively. He didn't like what he saw last week in a win over Wiser, a loss to Bethlehem Liberty. Hence the changes. Mikey Miller's in the lineup. Jeff Collado's in the lineup. The second one is, we've talked about it throughout the whole pregame show, keep Yadiel Cruz off the offensive glass. Matt Flowers says, if he gets a double-double, we don't have a very good chance of winning. Let's take a look now at the starting lineups, and they're brought to you by UECU. Utilities employees work hard every day to keep our communities powered and connected. Hopefully they're doing exactly that tonight over the course of it, those power companies. Sure. Utilities employees credit union has been serving them and their families with everything from mortgages to auto loans to savings for college. Now UECU wants to be there for you. Pennsylvania residents can now join UECU through their association with PACC. Visit UECU.org to get started. Federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. For Reading High, Coach Francis Kamara, the former Red Knight, now in his first season at his alma mater. Again, they're 6-4 overall and 2-1 and one in the division. The Red Knights will have Maliko Zamano at 6-5 and a senior and Yadiel Cruz at 6-2 and a senior inside. Daquan Burgess, 5-10 and a senior, gets the start at one guard. Jeremiah Kamara, 5-9 freshman, and the coach's kid is at another guard. And the point guard, as we talked about before, is the sophomore, Wesley Rosario. He is six foot and a sophomore. For Muhlenberg, coached by one of their own. Matt Flowers, a 2001 graduate here at Muhlenberg High School. And now in his third season here at Muhlenberg, he's 43 and 22 in his now third season here in Laureldale. And the Mules will go with Jeffrey Collado, 6'2 and a sophomore, along with Kyle Archie, 6'3 and a senior as the forward spots. We talked about Michael Miller and his important role in this basketball team, just a sophomore at 6'1. Shamar Killen, 6'2", and a junior, and Alex Collado, 6'2", and a senior. That rounds out the starting five for Muhlenberg. We really didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about Alex Collado. We talked about him earlier in the yeah. season because he was the guy who really kind of kick-started Muhlenberg offensively. He was up around 18 points per game. His scoring has dropped down, but not because he's doing anything wrong. It's just because Shamar Killen has picked up the pace. But Alex Collado... Matt Flowers talked to us about him a lot before the first game we saw them against Governor Mifflin, how hard he has worked, how much he spent time in the gym, and he took his game from a kid who was averaging about five points per game on a team last year to a guy who's now averaging almost 16 points per game and has made 18 threes on a year. Yeah, leads the mules in threes. Yeah, Alex Collado is a, is a very, very good player. Had a really nice game against uh, Governor Mifflin early in the year when we had him and also against Wilson a few weeks ago. Scored 26 last week against Conrad Weiser. Uh, he is capable of doing that. And I, I, I thought I thought Wilson, back on whatever that was, December 22nd, did a really effective job of keeping, keeping him under wraps until the Mules came back and got back in the game. Um, I, I like Collado a lot. The other piece of the puzzle that's missing for the Red Knights and it impacts Reading High just in terms of depth. We didn't really see that become an impact in a game against Wilson. We thought it might because of Wilson's depth. But Reading's depth has been tainted by the absence of Nick Chapman. It, it, it matters to them in a lot of ways, mostly because he is an emotional guy. He took an elbow to the orbital bone right beside, right beside his temple in the, in the holiday tournament against Liberty. They expect him to be evaluated another week or so, hoping that they'll get him back. He'll eventually finish this season playing with a mask on his face. But right now, he is here in spirit, 
but he is not on the floor where the Red Knights certainly will look to him at times as kind of that guy. He's been there. He's He was on the floor at the Giants Center against Roman Catholic and a very much in the middle of all of it. That's the kind of thing that the Red Knights will be looking for from Nick Chapman. They won't have him, but the guy who stepped up big time in the last two games that we've seen the Red Knights is Nico Sosa. Yeah, Nico Sosa gives them an emotional lift, or has given them an emotional lift uh, against Exeter when the game was close early on and Thursday night, last Thursday night against Wilson. He's a very, very, um, I don't know, what, what, how would you say? Very. He, he reminds me a little bit of Dan Mascara, who played here at Muhlenberg. Uh He's somebody you don't want to play against. He's a pain, he's a pain in the rear end. Yes. That's what he is. Yes. And and he he if he plays with poise, he can give Redding a real lift here tonight. Yeah, he scored 12 a career high against Exeter and then came back with eight more against Wilson. Again, Red Knights just looking for some other guys who can give them some contributions on the offensive side. They know what they've had with Yadiel Cruz, but Chapman was averaging almost 11 points per game before his injury and so the red knights are looking for his leadership and somebody else to pick up that scoring punch with chapman eventually coming back into the mix within another another week hopefully for them or two weeks at the most it's running high and muhlenberg will take a timeout by the time we come back it's tip-off time here and high school basketball continues brought to you by kruski's insurance live on 8 30 a.m weu in reading if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance, where you'll always be treated fairly. It's easy. J.D. Power ranked us highest in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience two years in a row. So get a quote today. Call Cross Keys Insurance, 610-916-6190, or go to crosskeysins.com. For J.D. Power award information, go to jdpower.com. Erie Insurance. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years, and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. Division one in the Burks Boys Conference tonight here in WEU with Reading High at Muhlenberg. Thursday night, we will be in Division two. It'll feel like a playoff game on Thursday night, too. We'll be at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium as Burks Catholic takes place host to Exeter. 
7 o'clock as usual is our start time here on WEU. That will round out this week. And then next week we will start on Monday night next week. We'll go to Division 3 and 4 next week. Ole Valley, who is one of the favorites in Division 4, the Burks Boys Conference, taking on Wyoming. We'll be, we will be in Spartanland on Monday night. And then Thursday of next week we'll be in West Lawn as Burks Catholic takes on Wilson. That's what lies on the horizon for us in our next couple of games here on WEU as our coverage of high school basketball rolls into the thick of January and the chase for playoff positions not only in the county but ultimately in the district playoffs as well. And, of course, WEU will have the county playoffs, the district playoffs, and roll into the state playoffs as well as our season continues. Again, the starting lineups for the Red Knights, Daquan Burgess, Jeremiah Kamara, and Wesley Rosario are the guards. And the forwards are Yadiel Cruz and Malik Osumano. Osumano, Cruz, and Burgess are all seniors. Rosario is sophomore and Kamara, a freshman from Muhlenberg. It'll be Jeffrey Collado, the younger brother of Alex. Alex is a senior. Jeff Collado is a sophomore. Michael Miller, a sophomore. Kyle Archie, a senior. And Shamar Killen, a junior. This is our first opportunity to get a look at Jeffrey Collado. And I can see now, just by the body type, why Matt Flowers wants him on the, in the lineup. He's bigger and heavier than his older brother. He, he looks like, kind of like a, his legs look like tree trunks. He is, he, this is going to be interesting to watch how they defend Yadiel Cruz. Tonight's tip-off is brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Exeter, Fifth Street Highway and Broadcasting Square, feeding and serving high school sports athletes and coaches for almost 40 years. The men on the whistles tonight. This is the week that the PIAA designates as officials appreciation week. Not that we don't appreciate them every week, but the officials for tonight's game, Adonis Fleming, Rich Robinson, and Jay Schmael on the whistles, and our game is underway in the Red Knights sporting a new uni on the road. We haven't seen these unis yet. Black with red numbers and white trim against the Muhlenberg Mules in their home whites as Wesley Rosario drives, and the aforementioned Jeff Collado ties him up and forces a traveling violation and the red knights will uh, excuse me the mules will turn it over on their first possession redding comes out full court pressure right from the get-go jamar killen for collado and back to killen a quickly across half court guarded by rosario jamar killen will dump it from right side to left and alex collado's three is well short osumano has the rebound and rosario the red knights want to run and a brilliant bounce pass rosario to yadiel cruz for two we talked about him in the pregame, what great court vision he has. What a beautiful pass. He almost and knocked one away, uh, knocking it out of the hands of Collado. Now they dump it back inside to Jeff Collado. Little turnaround jumper over Cruz is no good. Camaro pulls down the rebound and a reach-in foul on Alex Collado. Will stop the play. First foul of the basketball game is against the Mules senior. Bob, the other thing on that fast break basket, we, we said it on the broadcast the other night, Yadiel Cruz runs the floor so well. Now they get it to him across half court as Alex Collado, excuse me, Michael Miller recovers defensively. And now they get it back in the hands of the sophomore point guard, Wesley Rosario, guarded by Killens. He's going to foul away from the basketball. This is Jeff Collado and Yadiel Cruz battling away from the ball. And a foul is going to be called on Jeff Collado. So that'll be his first and the team's second. 55 seconds into the ball game, 2-0 Red Knights on an absolutely brilliant bounce pass from Wesley Rosario to Yadiel Cruz in transition. Mikey Miller now guarding Yadiel Cruz, and they're, they're switching. It looks like a matchup. They switch up, and it gets some Yadiel Cruz all alone. Confusion on the defensive side by the Mules 
and it results in an easy two for Cruz and a 4-0 Reading High lead. Great entry pass by nobody else but a Rosario. Here's Killen from a right elbow. His jumper is no good. Rosario has the rebound. Quickly up ahead to the floor to Jeremiah Kamara. Freshman goes inside, nowhere to go, and swings it back, and Rosario will point everybody in the right direction and then flip it into the corner to Burgess. As the Mules adjust now back defensively with Killen now guarding Cruz. And now some now five-second violation. It looked like the Red Knights didn't really know what they wanted to do, and they banged Rosario with a five-second violation for not doing anything with the basketball. Alex Collado with the tight defense yep. forces the five-second count. And so the first Red Knight turnover gives it back to the Mules with 6.25 left to go in the first quarter. 4 nothing, running high on top. Killen to the high post to Archie, back to Killen to the corner to Miller, and a give-and-go back to Miller and... Tied up and taken away by Yadiel Cruz. The Mules turn it back again. Cruz kicks it out. Right side three for Burgess is off. Battle for the rebound. Miller gets on the floor but knocked it out of bounds. Last touch by Osumano. Ball will go over to the Mules. There's a loose ball right along the baseline. Adonis Fleming with the call. Ball out, ball out to the Mules. 4-0, Red Knights on top. We've played two minutes. Killen bumped and fouled by Osa- Osumano. Not a good foul there by Malik Osumano. Bob, I, I think it's been pretty clear here in the first two minutes that this officiating crew is, is calling it tight to get control of the game from the start, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> two fouls against the Mules, one now against the Red Knights. And again, it's going to be full court pressure in your face for the most part by both sides, which just adds to all of that. As Alex Galato will give it up to his younger brother Jeff on the right side. He drives to the right elbow, looks for the back door to Killens. It's closed. Now back to Alex Galato, swinging around for Archie. First touch for him on the offensive half. Archie averaging in double figures for the Mules. Gives it up. Jeff Collado will drive up off the glass, not there. Tipped and controlled by Kamara. Outlet up ahead for Yadiel Cruz. Pump fake gets a man out of his way. Blocked by Archie. Picked up by Osumano, who finds Rosario. Wraparound is knocked away, and eventually Yadiel Cruz gains control at least for the moment. Rosario with a pretty crossover drives, but the finger roll is no good. Alex Collado with a rebound, and the Mules want to go. Collado from one end to the other, and banks it home, and the Mules are finally on the board. Boy, right, nice look by Collado. Found the seam, found the opening in Redding's deep transition defense, scores the layup. From one end to the other is Alex Collado to put the Mules on the board. And now we're going to get a 10-second violation on Muhlenberg as Rosario. On Redding. Again, yeah. or excuse me, against Redding High. As Rosario gets banged now for a 10-second violation. So you have a 5-second violation and now a 10-second violation. Not getting it across half court. First substitution of the game will bring Drew LeClaire, a 5'9 senior, into the game for the Mules as Jeff Collado will come out. Michael Miller also comes out of the ball game for Muhlenberg. And Jaden Kantner, the 5'11 junior, will check in. Kantner had been a starter, but replaced tonight by Jeff Collado in the starting lineup. He's got the ball, does Kantner on the left wing. Guarded by Cruz, goes by him on the dribble, and then the blocking foul on Jeremiah Camaro. Tried to draw the charge, but was slow getting there. And it'll be a block on Camaro, his first team's second. Yeah, Jaden Kanner, who transferred this year from Brandywine at Muhlenberg, had been starting. Matt Flowers took him out of the lineup to get more defense on the floor, but he saw things were pretty stagnant on offense, got Kanner in the game. And he makes a great pass inside to Killen, but there's the offensive foul. 
as Killen lowered the shoulder and went right into the chest of Rosario. No and, question. And that'll be a foul on the offensive side against Shamar Killen. That'll be the third team foul now against Muhlenberg. First foul, first, first, first personal against Killen. Pretty pass by Kander, but good call on the charge. You, so, you got it right, Bobby. Lowered his shoulder. So we've got six points, five turnovers, and four <laughs> steals, or four fouls so far in this ballgame. Five fouls, just exactly what we would have thought. Rosario drives, kicks, open corner three for Camaro is an air ball into the hands of Killens. Here come the mules back on the open floor. Killen from one side into the other, not there, but he's fouled. Yadiel Cruz will commit the foul and make Shamar Killen earn it at the free throw line. Like I said, both teams want to get to the free throw line. That's been their M.O. But as I said a few minutes ago, the officiating crew here tonight, veteran crew, has taken control, wants to to take control from the start because of how physical these two teams can get. You aren't getting anything free or cheap tonight, no matter what you're thinking about. As Shamar Killen has to earn it at the free throw line. The first foul again called against Yadiel Cruz, putting Killen at the free throw line. And he gets his first point. He's a 66% free throw shooter. Rich told you in the pregame show, both these two teams pretty good from the free throw line. Mules at 65%, running high at 70%. As Killen about to shoot a second here. And does, and we're tied at four. And with that, Killen will come out, and Mike Miller back in for the Mules. Tied at four. 18 to go. Mikey Miller, as Matt Flowers told us, suffered it a knee injury during football season and he's been monitoring his minutes and they were off 10 days over the holidays and had pointed at last week january 4th the game against wiser as the time for him to return and try to get his minutes back up and tonight he started mules did not play in a holiday tournament so they knew they were going to have some time that they could kind of nurse him back so they kind of Milked him through the early part of the schedule and limiting his minutes and hoping that that would help him and rest that knee a little bit. And now kind of taking a leash off him. They go inside on a post-up is Jeremiah Kamara going at Miller, but he missed it, and Miller pulls down the rebound. So Jeremiah Kamara at 5'9", posting up down low, but cannot score. The Mules have it back the other way, looking for their first lead. We're just past the halfway mark of quarter number one. 4-4 are taught. Bob, the one thing that we we didn't mention in the pregame is Alex Colado misses from the corner. Muhlenberg has a big advantage in depth. Redding is not nearly as deep as the Mules. Wesley Rosario pushes up the floor, guarded by LeClaire. Now gives it up for Osumano. Swinging around for Burgess to the left side for Cruz beyond the three-point arc. Tries to go right at Archie. Kicks it in the corner to Osumano. His three is no good. And Mike Miller with a rebound. Long outlet pass up ahead for LeClaire. He'll wait for help. And Alex Collado. Collado drives, kicks it. Miller wide open right wing for a three is an air ball. And out of bounds, last touch by Rosario. We told you these two teams are not good from beyond the three-point arc, and we did not lie. Yeah, Red Knights went one for 11 against Wilson. And, and I asked Francis Kamara before the game is, you know, hey, how many how many attempts is that okay with you about 10 or 11 attempts a game he said yeah that's fine if we have an open three i want our guys to take it but we saw some air balls thursday we've seen a couple here already tonight nico sosa checks in and the red knights with a steal daquan burgess up ahead and nico sosa that quickly is in the scorebook yeah burgess had has great hands one of reading's best defenders especially without nick chapman here comes Kander from one or the other that's no good tipped out of bounds last touch by mike miller and the Mules. Red Knights get it back on top 6-4. Burgess had the critical steal and layup that put Redding ahead for good against Wilson. Put them up 50-48. to 48. 
went on to win the game 54-48 last Thursday. Shamar Killen back in now for the Mules as Miller will come out. 2.48 left to go in the first. 6-4 is our score. Muhlenberg down by a Redding high. Now the Mules force a turnover by the Red Knights at half court. Collado back the other way. Alex Collado off the glass for two. I was waiting for a rugby scrum there. Here, fast break by the Red Knights. Rosario with the score. Rosario gets it back to a Red Knight advantage. Muhlenberg off the inbounds pass. Up ahead for Leclerc. Blocked by Sosa. Picked up by Killen, and he'll drop it in for two. Suddenly, the, the pace <laughs> of the game has picked up dramatically. And as a result, we're now tied at eight apiece. Inside they look, but it's taken away. Archie up ahead for Killen. Mules now looking for their first lead. Killen count the bucket. Jamar Killen up and over Wesley Rosario, and the Mules have their first at, lead at, at the, 10-8. At the other end, Nico Sosa lost control of the ball, turned it over, led to a Muhlenberg fast-break basket. Inside of two minutes left to go in quarter number one. Muhlenberg 10, Redding 8. Yadiel Cruz dribbling his way inside, lost the handle on it, up off the glass. Osumano picks up the loose basketball. Into the corner for Rosario. Drives, dishes it back. Sosa faked the three. Goes inside. One more pass to Rosario. Count the bucket and a foul. And now a little talking after the game, after it's over with. And they're going to bang a tee here. Rosario got the bucket and the whistle. But then when it was over with, and we, said something to a Muhlenberg player. Here it is. Here's the call by Adonis. Count Fleming. the bucket. Two-shot foul. So Rosario will shoot a foul, and now Rich Robinson's the guy who was there to call the tee. He's going to go over, and there it is. Rosario went right into the face of the guy who got the call on and got teed up. And we saw Nico Sosa get called for a technical foul in the fourth quarter. I think when the game was, I think Redding had a two-point lead in the final minute, and Francis Camara said that to us. Our guys have to keep their poise. They didn't right here. So the foul, the bucket counted for Rosario, which ties the game at 10. And now he's at the free throw line to complete the three-point play and does, which puts Redding High back up on top. But now, because of the technical foul on Rosario, and the Alex, foul, the Jeff... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Jeff, the foul's on Kantner so the, uh, at, for Muhlenberg. And now Alex Collado goes to the line to shoot the tee on Rosario. Right. So Rosario's first puts Collado on, on the tee, puts Collado on the line to shoot. And he'll tie it up, and now a chance to put Muhlenberg back up on top if he makes both technical foul shots. And, of course, after the team, Muhlenberg gets the ball at half court. Collado, a 75% free throw shooter. And he, he does indeed a make a both. So six points are ready for Alex Collado, and the Mules are back up on top as a result. And now, again, as I said, they'll get the ball at half court after the foul on Rosario. Yeah. Francis Kamara talking to Jay Schmale about something, I'm not sure what. I don't think it's about the technical. But you, you, these kids, it, it is. It's a very emotional game here. Packed house. They've got to find a way to keep their poise, both teams. Xavier Beatty now will check into the game for Redding High as Osumano comes out. As Kantner dribbles himself into a mess. Almost got taken away, but instead it's a foul. And the foul is going to be called on Sosa. And I think Sosa went shots. to try to pick his pocket, but could not get the basketball cleanly. And that'll be the fifth foul against the Red Knights. And so now... And again, the new rule in high school basketball for the new year is five fouls in a quarter. Put your opponent at the line to shoot two for the rest of the quarter. You know, I know Redding was trapping Jaden Kantner, but they fouled him almost 40 feet away from the basket, and he's a 90% free throw shooter. So it's, that was not a good decision. Kantner makes the first. Again, the one and one has gone the way of the dodo bird in high school basketball. It no longer exists. It's a two-shot foul for the rest of the quarter now. 
for Muhlenberg. And the next foul against the Mules would have been running high in the same situation as well. As Cantner's second free throw is good as well. So it's now a three-point Muhlenberg lead, 14-11. to 11. The Mules are on top. And Cantner now will come out after making those two foul shots. And Jeff Collado will come back in. That was a little offense-defense switch there. Even One minute, this, 30 seconds left to go in the quarter. Even this early in the game. <laughs> 14-11, and the Mules show a little zone. Trap on that trap out of it. Yeah, now Red, Knight, Red Knights beat it without a problem. Here's Rosario on the left wing. Flips it to the right corner for Kamara. Great penchant pass in the post to Sosa, who's posting up and is bumped and fouled. And as we just said, that will put the Red Knights in the two-shot bonus. That's on Jeffrey Collado, and that's his second. And off the bench comes Mikey Miller. Probably to take Jeffrey Collado out. So Jeffrey Collado becomes the first player with two fouls. As Sosa now will shoot two shots for the Red Knights. Nico 7 for 13 so far at the free throw line on the year. And he makes the first here. And as he's done in the last two games, he has given the Red Knights offense off the bench. Again, a career high 12 in the loss last week to Exeter. And then 8 against Wilson on Thursday night. And he's got 3 already in this one. And with another chance here at the free throw line. We still have a minute 14 left to go in the first quarter. So it's the second is good. It's 14-13 now. Mules on top by just one. A little stutter step move by Collado, guarded by Yadiel Cruz. Oh, wide open Kyle Archie in a corner for three. Got it. First three of the game for either side. Nice look by Alex Collado. Archie was wide open in the left corner. Third three of the season for Kyle Archie. As Sosa wanted to go baseline, cut off by Mike Miller. And a palming violation to process. Sosa kind of in between dribbling and passing and turned it over. Turnover. Turn, number five for the Red Knights. Gives it back to the Mules with a four-point lead. Jaden Kander back in for the Mules. Again, offense, defense by Matt Flowers. Out comes Drew LeClaire. Mules with the basketball, their largest lead at four points with 50 seconds to go in quarter number one. Jamar Killens, Alex Collado, Jamar Killen, excuse me, Alex Collado, Mike Miller, Kyle Archie, and Jaden Kantner, the five on the floor for the Mules. They spread the floor a little bit here. Killen drives up, or the scoop shot not there, gets his own rebound, put back is partially blocked by Yadio Cruz, and then controlled on the rebound by Cruz, and he wants to go on the open floor. Dumps it off for Beatty, who lays it in for two. Great pass in the open court by Yadiel Cruz. Pulls the Red Knights back to within two. And now Sosa. What do we got? I'm going to call Sosa on. I'm not yep. sure what he did on the inbounds pass. Must be a warning. It had to be a, uh, yeah. to be a warning. I haven't put a second foul on the board for Nico yeah, Sosa, so it it's and just a warning they're going to take him out, bring Mosumano back in. And so the Mules have it, and they've got a lead with 20 seconds to go in the first quarter. 17-15, Muhlenberg on top. And I think Matt Flowers would like to hold for one shot. Kenny against running high's defense, that's another story. Killen with the ball between the circles. Gives it up for Colado. Long three for Alex. Oh. Colado is money. That was about a 30-footer. Gives the Mules a five-point lead. Rosario from half court. Good if it goes. It does not. And as Rich said, the largest lead of the game for the Muhlenberg Mules at 20-15. to 15 After eight minutes on the Alex Collado three is the difference on the board. One quarter in the book when we come back to Laureldale. Muhlenberg 20, running 15, live on WEU and running. 
Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com. Alex Collado's 19th three-pointer of the season. He gives the Mules a five-point lead as we start quarter number two. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Everything you would have thought that this game would be was, for the first eight minutes, highly intense, highly defended. And for a while, we couldn't find any points. And then all of a sudden, we found a plethora of points to finish the first quarter. It's 20 to 15 after one. Yeah, the officials are huddling near midcourt, and I'm not quite sure why. And here we're going to find out, hopefully. I think it's about whose ball it is. I think it's possession. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yep, yep. The possession hour to start the second quarter. And that's the question as to what happened last and where, where the last possession occurred. And so whose ball is it to start the second is what the officials are conferring on. They have decided that it will be Muhlenberg basketball to start the second quarter. And again, the Mules with a five-point lead at 20-15. to 15. Collado with nine. Alex Collado, that is, with nine to lead the way for both sides. Jamar Killen, Alex Collado, Mike Miller, Kyle Archie, and Jaden Cantner, the five on the floor. And the Red Knights have Muhlenberg trapped in a corner, but they bumped Archie out of bounds instead. They had him trapped along the sideline and bumped him out of bounds, and it'll be a foul on the Red Knights instead. It's on Kamara. Jeremiah Kamara commits his second. First foul, obviously, in the second quarter. Start new with the fouls, team foul-wise, that is, on each quarter. is a five-second violation. The Red Knights counter by forcing the turnover, the fifth of the game for the Mules. Daquan Burgess back in the game for Jeremiah Kamara. And it was Xavier Beatty who forced that turnover, guarding the inbound. So Kamara out, Burgess in, along with Rosario, Yadio Cruz, Maliko Samano, and Xavier Beatty, the five on the floor for the Red Knights. Down now by five to the corner for Beatty. Forced the pass to the baseline, taken away by Killen, and a timeout called by Matt Flowers on the bench to save the possession. Killen with a terrific defensive play. Denied the ball into Cruz about 20 feet from the basket. Really nice play. Got the ball, dove on it on the floor. Matt Flowers with the timeout. Matt Flowers called that the moment Killen was on the floor and tied it up. And so that'll be a turnover for the Red Knights. So both teams start the second quarter with a turnover in on their first possession of quarter number two. And that's what you call valuing the possession. So much so that you call the timeout early on. That's the first timeout called by either side. 7.40 left to go in the first half. 20-15, to 15, Muhlenberg on top of running high. No changes in personnel for the Red Knights. And for Muhlenberg, it's Jaden Kantner, Alex Collado, Kyle Archie, Shamar Killen, and Mike Miller. Real quick, Bob, we me I mentioned it early in the first quarter. Reading is only seven deep here tonight without 
Nick Chapman. Um, Muhlenberg has already used, I think, nine, nine players, and they definitely have the advantage in depth, and let's see if that wears the Red Knights down by the late in the game. They find Miller at the foul line beating the pressure and no good. Cruz had the rebound but stripped from behind by Cantor. Another turnover for the Red Knights. Collado foul line jumper is no good and Cruz comes down with another rebound. Up ahead two Cruz in the front court. Yadiel with four points in the first quarter for the Red Knights. Leads them in scoring at 19.8 points per game. There's a dangerous pass and taken away by Cantor. Third turnover this quarter for the Red Knights. Cantor oh, forces it at the other end and gets the bucket. Jaden Cantor, all effort there with the steal and the finish. And the mule lead now grows to seven as Cantor gets his first field goal. 6.56 to go in the half. It's 22-15, Muhlenberg on top. Rosario between two defenders. Around the third is no good. Rebounded by Miller. Here come the mules in the open floor. Archie up ahead for Colado. He's trapped. Nowhere to go. Stripped and taken out of bounds, and it's last touch by Daquan Burgess, who stripped him. It'll stay Muhlenberg basketball. He, he was trying to get the ball. Colado was trying to get the ball to Shamar Killen, but he, he was surrounded by Red Knights. He couldn't do it. Three turnovers and one shot so far for the Red Knights here in the second quarter. And now Muhlenberg will counter with a turnover on their end as well. Killen trying to dump it inside to Archie, throws it out of bounds. And so the Red Knights will get it right back. Full court, man-to-man pressure. Daquan Burgess takes it across half court. Actually, he stopped before he got there. And then gives it off to Rosario. The Red Knights got called for one second, second violation ready. Backdoor pass to Cruz. Gathers it up and missed it. And rebounded by Alex Collado. Jeez, that, that doesn't happen often. Yadiel Cruz next to the basket and he couldn't finish. So the Mules have it back looking to pad what is right now a seven-point Muhlenberg lead. 22-15 Mules on top as we approach six minutes left to go in the first half. Killen to the corner. Archie will try another three. This one's hard off the iron and rebounded by Osimano. Up ahead in the open floor, Rosario to Cruz. Touch pass to Rosario. Right back to the passer for two. Bob, I got to say this. Yadiel Cruz was a pretty, pretty pass to Rosario. He can, I'm telling you, it's just amazing what savvy, basketball savvy, this young man has. Red Knights with a much-needed bucket, their first of the second quarter, and now a turnover by Cruz. In the open floor, Cruz, one-on-one, will take it for the bucket. Steal, layup, Yadiel Cruz, Red Knights within three. Yeah, Yadiel Cruz single-handedly bringing the Red Knights back into this game. Turnover is a story of the second quarter. Both, team has tur- both teams have turned over three times. Kantner beats his man but drives and misses. Osumano pulls down the rebound, and he's fouled by Kantner. Everything but the finish for Jaden Kantner. And then a frustration fouls Osumano, who had the rebound. And that's the second foul on Kantner. And he's coming out. And it looks like Je- freshman Justin Armstrong coming in along with Drew LeClaire. Also, Alex Collado goes to the bench for a little bit of a breather. Nico Sosa back in now for Redding High. And also into the game for the Red Knights for the first time comes 6'2 junior Anthony Mercedes. First time we have seen Mercedes play for the Red Knights. As Rosario, hounded by Leclerc, beats him off the dribble, drives, acts like he's going to pass it, and instead goes to the bucket, and it's now he'll go to the free throw line. As Wesley Rosario, knocked to the deck, will get up and shoot two for the Red Knights. Fouls on Leclerc, that's his first. Team second. As physical as this game is, you start worrying about players getting oh, yeah. in foul trouble. Right now, Alex, excuse me, Jeff Collado and... Kantner have two each for Muhlenberg. Jeremiah Kamara, 
with two for the Red Knights. As Rosario at the foul line for Muhlenberg, or excuse me, for running high. We mentioned that he had 10 first-half points against Wilson on Thursday. He's got eight already in this one with 4.59 to go in the half. Yeah, Kander back in the game with LeClaire. Um, the two Colados and Mikey Miller sitting right now. And two for two for Wesley Rosario. And all of a sudden, the Red Knights are right back in this. After being down by seven, they're now down by one at 22-21. Muhlenberg with the basketball across half court. There's a kickball against Osumano. We'll keep it Muhlenberg's basketball. So Justin Armstrong, Jaden Kantner, Kyle Archie, Drew LeClaire, and Shamar Killen, the five on the floor right now for Matt Flowers' mules. With 4.51 to go in the half. Kantner trying to get five. the ball in Browns, and That's he does not beat the five-second violation. That's two against the mules in this quarter. He had Killen right away and saw a Reading defender chasing Killen, decided not to throw it, and then got caught in the, with the five seconds. So the Red Knights will get it right back and a chance to regain the lead. After being down by seven to start this third, second quarter, the Red Knights have climbed their way right back in it and a chance to go on top. Cruz for three, and the lead is good. Yadiel Cruz, their best post player, also their best three-point shooter. That's his 16th three-pointer of the year. He was the one in that one for 11 from behind yes, the arc against Wilson the other night, and he drains that one that puts the Red Knights back up on top. Since it was 11-10, Redding high. Rosario now will come out for his first breather with 4.32 left to go in the half. And Redding high now back up on top, 24-22. Yadiel Cruz with nine points and, and a couple pretty assists. Armstrong has to chase it all the way into the backcourt to get it for Muhlenberg. Daquan Burgess hounding him. He finally gives it up for Kantner. Kantner calling Killen out to come get the ball, but Killen can't shake loose of Osamano's defense. Kantner now looking to spin away, does spin away, drives, offensive foul, Jaden Kantner. That's a key one. That's his third, and it's also the fifth turnover of the second quarter by the Mules. So the Red Knights will get it back now with 4.10 to go as the Reading High faithful come to life here in this second quarter. Kantner now will come out with that third foul, and Mike Miller back in for the Mules. Muhlenberger with showing full court pressure here. Nico Sosa back on the floor for Redding High. He came in when Rosario took his breather. Sosa drives, stops, shoots, misses, and rebounded by Killen. Mules have it back the other way. Trying to tie it or take the lead with a three to Archie, who has the Mules loan uh, as one of the Mules' two threes in this game. Alex Galato, who has the other on the bench. Killen lost it, dive for the ball. Burgess has it to Osamano, to Cruz, who lays it in for two. You can't get sloppy against the Reading defense. They will make you pay. Miller drives and, uh, and misses the shot. Sosa with the rebound, but almost threw it away. He did throw it away. Osumano tried to save it, but could not do so. And Reading High will give it right back. I was wondering, Alex Colado's been on the bench for about two minutes of game time, and now Matt Flowers says, I've seen enough. He's putting him back in. With his team down four points, he needs his top scorer to get back on the floor. Alex Colado leads Muhlenberg in scoring on the year at 15.6, and tonight as well with nine first-quarter points. And with Muhlenberg down by four, they're going to get the ball back, and Colado back on the floor. Bob Redding with nine turnovers, Muhlenberg with ten. A lot of defense. 
And not some carelessness at the same time. That's true. And but that's the intensity yes. level which the, yes. of the defense that you're facing that forces that. As Killen brings it up the floor, gives it up for Alex Collado. Pounded by Burgess. Yeah, everything is contested. It doesn't matter how close to the basket or how far from the basket. Collado dumps it inside to Archie. Blocked from behind and controlled by Yadiel Cruz. You've got to have courage if you want to score inside in this one. Cruz behind his back. Drives. Off balance shot. Not there. Archie had it for a second, but Cruz ended up getting it back and lays it in for two. An offensive rebound again for Cruz. He's got 11. As Kyle Archie just couldn't wrap it up, it fell right into the lap of Yadiel Cruz. Here's Killen popping for three. That's no good. And now Cruz gets called for a foul on the rebound as he bumped into Drew LeClaire. And that's his second. And I'm sure he's not going to come out. Redding can't afford to have him on the bench right now, even though they lead by six. 28-22, Red Knights have their largest lead after... Muhlenberg led by seven. Right now it's a 13-0 run for the Red Knights. Correct. I, I got to think Matt Flowers is telling his young men, attack Yadiel Cruz, go right at him. And Killen does just that, but it comes up empty, gets his own rebound, and the putback is home, Jamar Killen. And now a timeout called by Muhlenberg. The Mules finally end the 13-0 drought and pull within four. We'll come back to Laureldale with 2.32 left to go in the half in 30 seconds. But right now, it's Redding High 28, Muhlenberg 24, live on WEU in Redding. UECU is a proud supporter of Pennsylvania athletes and families. They invite you to enjoy their new low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, member rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Bazing. UECU membership is free online at uecu.org or simply stop by the credit union while missing on Meridian Boulevard. UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit uecu.org slash checking to learn more. Burks Boys Division I basketball at its finest tonight in Laureldale. 28-24, Redding High on top. Again, the Red Knights were down seven early on in this first quarter as they turned over their first three possessions in the quarter. Then the Red Knights got it figured out. They went on a 13-0 run. Muhlenberg gets a, a deuce right before that timeout. And as a result, that the 13-0 run is over, but the Red Knights still lead at 28-24. Yeah, a lot of defensive intensity here tonight. Like I said, everything is contested. Every pass, every shot, every rebound. There's nothing free here tonight. And to your point about Yadiel Cruz, Francis Kamara comes out of the Muhlenberg timeout with Yadiel Cruz on the bench yep. after picking up that second foul. Let's see if the Mules can exploit that or not. Nico Sosa on the other end needs some help. Gets it to Osamano. Left elbow jump shot is nothing that's, but net. That's big. Osamano scoring his first points of the night in the absence of Cruz here, at least temporarily. Justin Armstrong beats the pressure, pulls up in the paint, misses it. Kyle Archie from with the offensive rebound is fouled from behind. I believe they're going to get Osamano over his back. Let's see what the cause of it is. It should put Archie on the line. It's Actually, on they called our Rose Rosario. So that's going to be number two on Wesley Rosario. And it will put Kyle Archie on the free throw line. Archie's only points in this game coming on that corner three earlier in the first quarter. He'll shoot two here. Mules now seven for seven at the free throw line as Archie makes the first of two. Archie a 52% free throw shooter on the season. Alex Collado, Shamar Killen. 
Justin Armstrong, Drew LeClaire on the floor along with Kyle Archie for the Mules. As Archie about to shoot a second. And that two is good. Redding, you can't say they're going to hold the ball or slow things down because they, that's not in their M.O. But with, with Cruz on the bench, they're going to try to protect the lead, and they do here. Inside to Xavier Beatty, who patiently waits for everybody to clear and gets the bucket. And Xavier Beatty gets his second field goal, pushes it back to a six-point Red Knight advantage. And that quickly, Collado drives like a bullet. Alex Collado to the hole when he's in double figures with 11. 32-28 as a result. Red Knight's lead is four. Rosario on the open floor, guarded by Armstrong. That's a mismatch to the Red Knight favorite if they can take advantage of it. Rosario wants to do just that. Drive, spin, stripped, and fouled by Armstrong. Armstrong reached in on the spin move, went for the strip, and got called for the foul. He stayed with him step for step as, as Rosario was trying to make his way to the basket, but he got called, as Bob said, for the reach-in. Again, Armstrong, a 5'6 freshman, trying to guard Rosario, the six-foot sophomore, and gets called for the foul, his first, team's fourth. Red Knights inbound, and they find Rosario posting up against him, against, and he scores for two. He actually was against, against, I think it was against Drew LeClaire, not Armstrong, but nevertheless, Rosario scores off the inbound. 11 now for Wesley Rosario, and the Red Knight lead is six again with 1.15 to go in the first half. 34-28 Red Knights. Shamar Killen drives. Shamar Killen, an easy opening, and scores for two. Yeah, nobody got in the way there. Nobody <laughs> challenged him, and I don't blame them. And a lot of that has to do with the foul difficulties as well. Yeah. Rosario's playing with two, doesn't want to have to come out. Yadio Cruz is already on the bench with two. Here's a drive by Camaro, kick to the corner for Burgess in three. Daquan Burgess, first points of the night. Redding hitting shots better than they did the last two times we've seen them. And Collado comes back the other way with a face, with a jump shot in the paint for two. Collado now with 13, pulls the Mules back to within five at 37-32. Bob, this is a lot more high-scoring game than I expected. And then you, and I'm sure you expect the same thing. Both teams play very good defense. Muhlenberg is only allowing 53 points a game, has already given up 37. Francis Kamara is going to call a timeout. I think he wants his team to hold the ball for one last shot here to finish off the first half. And so he's going to call a timeout here to talk about it. I think as much as anything to do two things, composure and get Yadiel Cruz back on the floor at the same time with 23.6 seconds left to go in the half. Yeah. Red Knights with a five-point advantage. I think they want one shot, and they want Yadiel Cruz on the floor offensively. No question about it. Cruz checks back in, and you can't blame him. They got, they got away with it, keeping him on the bench for probably about two or three minutes. They've maintained the five-point lead uh, with him sitting on the bench with two fouls. Now he'll get back in, 23.6 seconds left in the half, Reading ball, and I'm with you. I, <laughs> I think they want to play for one. We'll see if they can <laughs> right. play for one. The question is, is can they, and will the defense of Muhlenberg allow them to eat up 23.6 seconds off the clock before they force a turnover? Because that's the way this game has been played since the opening tip. Again, the three by Daquan Burgess at the time gave Running High its largest lead at 37-30, but Collado quickly comes back and gets the jump shot in the paint for his fifth field goal of the night. 13 points now for Alex Collado. Camaro the Mules within five. Camara also back in the game with two fouls. He's been sitting for a while since picking up his second foul late in the first quarter. So offense optimum right now for the Red Knights is Camaro drives, puts up a little push shot in the paint, not there. Tipped around and Collado pulls it down. 
So the Red Knights don't hold for one, or at least they didn't look to hold for one. And now the Mules will. Down by five with eight seconds to go. And I'm sure Matt Flowers wants them to attack the paint. Alex Collado will do that. Dumps it off inside for Killen. Not there, but he's fouled. Jamar Killen will shoot two. Is it on Osamano or Rosario? It's, it's on Rosario. And so that number three on Wesley yeah, Rosario. That's a big, big play right there. So Shamar Killen will shoot two. And the sophomore point guard, Wesley Rosario, picks up his third before the end of the half, which now has 1.3 seconds left to play. Killen misses the first of two foul shots. That's the first missed foul shot tonight. Two teams had combined to go 13 for 13 from the free throw line before that miss. But I think Matt Flowers will trade the missed free throw for the third foul on Rosario. Jeff Collado now will check back in. Saddled with some foul trouble early on. The sophomore on the bench now back out there for defense for the Mules. As Killen makes the second. 11 for Killen. And Rosario from half court is short with the bucket. But the Red Knights will take the locker room lead. After two quarters here in Laureldale, it's Reading High 37, Muhlenberg 33. High School Basketball presented by Krosky's Insurance will continue with our halftime show when we come back right after this on WEU in Reading. Family owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Reading community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Reading, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. You have auto insurance because... Let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage. Insurance must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states, patent pending. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375. 4337. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner's Markets. Tonight's halftime show is brought to you by Lincoln Plumbing and Heating. When you need a plumber, get a good one. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years, Lincoln Plumbing has the experience of helping a leaky faucet to a whole bathroom remodel. Call 610-376-0863 for Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, as honest as their name. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Halftime in the Burks Boys Division I matchup between Redding High and Muhlenberg. This is the first of two between these two rivals the last one will be the final game of the regular season 
before we head into the playoffs. But right now, this one is a dandy. 37-33 is our score. Running high on top of Muhlenberg. He was back and forth in the first quarter. A couple of lead, a couple different lead changes before the Mules finished off the first quarter strong, including a three by Alex Collado that sent the Mules to a five-point lead after one quarter. And then Muhlenberg forced three turnovers against running high in the Red Knights' first three touches in the second quarter and eventually took that lead to a seven-point advantage at 22-15, only to see running high counter with 13 straight points to regain the lead. The Red Knights have kept that lead, and they lead it now by four at 37-33. And Rich, I go back to what we talked about in our pregame show and back to what happened on Thursday night. Reading High basketball, doesn't matter if it's Rick Perez coaching it or if it's Frank Francis Camara coaching it. The word Rich, Rick Perez always liked to use about his Reading High team and his Reading High players was resilience, that they have resilience. They always believe that they're going to find a way. They're always going to fight you tooth and nail to the very end. And even though they were on the ropes early on in the second quarter, the Red Knights got it figured out fast. Yeah, what they did, they scored a lot of points in transition with some terrific passing. And Yadiel Cruz got very active in the second quarter, scoring nine of his 13 points, including a three. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked what Redding did after, in those final six minutes of the second quarter. And they did it without their, one of their starters, Jeremiah Kamara, sitting on the bench for most of the quarter with, with two fouls. Um, I, I, everything runs through Yadiel Cruz. You can see that. And one concern Francis Kamara had before the game is we have to f- move the ball well. They've done that a very effective way so far here in the first half. And the guy who moves the ball better than anybody for Reading High is Wesley Rosario. The sophomore point guard, we said in, ga- in the game on Thursday night against Wilson, he picked up his offensive spark and gave the Red Knights uh, 10 points in the first half. Didn't score in the second half because he didn't need to because by his presence offensively, that opens up other things because now if you if you are focused on making sure he doesn't finish at the rim, that's what he wants you to do because now he's going to look to dish it off. That's what he'd like to do more than anything. And again tonight, Wesley Rosario, a big piece of the puzzle for the Red Knights offensively. That's not a surprise, but again, doing it with a point production. And he and Yadiel Cruz have combined on both ends, both being the scorer and both being the distributor on a number of occasions and the two have a combined 24 of the Red Knights' 37 points. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They're the two most significant and critical pieces of Redding's offense, and so far they've delivered here tonight. On the other hand, Muhlenberg, I think, just kind of, they, they wilted a little bit under the pressure defense from Redding, but they also made unforced turnovers, unforced errors, and had a couple shots that they inside i know one that Jaden kantner had i know another one that shamar shamir shamar killen had just didn't fall or we'd have a tie game but the fact that this game is that reading has a 37 33 lead that the game is this high scoring in the first half really surprises me and the other thing that surprised me a little bit only in the sense of the decision for on, on the part of muhlenberg which was to keep alex Collado on the bench for some significant minutes in that second quarter, yeah. and that's kind of when the game started to go away from yes. Muhlenberg, and they weren't getting anything offensively. Obviously, they 13 to nothing run for the Red Knights, but Collada was excellent in the first quarter with nine points, but he ended up scoring four more points in the second quarter, but all of them in the closing maybe minute, minute and a half, because he was on the bench for quite a while in the second quarter, 
And I think if Matt Flowers had to do it over again, he might have gotten it back in there maybe a little sooner. Yeah, I think he took him out to rest him, which is understandable. But I, I, it seemed like he was on the bench longer than, than we expected. And you're right. That is when Redding got back in this game using that 13 nothing run to go from a seven-point deficit to a six-point lead. And one other thing I wanted to point out, and that was something that happened in the final seconds of the first half. And that was the rebound rebound by Shamar Killen. He, missed, he rebounded his own missed bucket. And, again, you always talk about the time score scenario. Killen got the rebound and the putback, and in hindsight, it would have been better for Wesley Rosario to give up the bucket than do what he did, which is to foul him, send him to the line. He ended up making the two fouls. He made it up one out of two at the free throw line, but for Wesley Rosario, the, the crime in all of that was that he picked up his third foul. So he'll begin the second half with three fouls. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how Francis Kamara plays that if he sits him to begin the half or plays him because he's such as we said such a key component of Reading's offense and defense but they can't afford to play the fourth quarter without him they got, they need him on the court as much as possible and that's going to take a, a juggling act by Francis Kamara <laughs> in the second half 37 33 a Reading high on top of Muhlenberg our Lincoln Plumbing and Heating halftime show will continue when we come back to Laureldale after this if you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We are proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. At Cross Keys Insurance, we don't just sell insurance, we help you buy it. The right package, the right price, the right security for your home, family, or business. Cross Keys is an independent agent, and we'll search different companies to find the right combination of price and coverage to meet your needs. Call Cross Keys Insurance at 610-916-6190 to get the key to your security. The key to your security. Cross Keys Insurance. Before we start half number two, our Lincoln Plumbing and Heating halftime show, Rich will catch you up to date with some other scores going on around Berks County. Uh, there's not a full, there, well, there was supposed to be a full schedule <laughs> tonight, but but the rain and the, the wind have caused a couple postponements. Uh, over in Westlawn, Wilson has a 36-23 lead over Governor Mifflin after three quarters. Bulldogs bouncing back nicely after the tough loss at Reading. Schuylkill Valley holding a 41-11 halftime lead over Hamburg. And in somewhat of a surprise, Wyom Missing has a 31-29 lead over Fleetwood after three quarters. We will have the Spartans against Ole Valley Monday night on 8.30 WEU. Yeah, we, we talked, we did the Schuylkill Valley-Fleetwood game. Taylor Grimm was telling us before the game that he felt like Division Three between Schuylkill Valley-Fleetwood and Wyom Missing 
he thought all three of them were going to knock each other off. He thought they were pretty evenly matched, and we'll get a good uh, good indication of that. We see why missing on Monday night on their home floor against a very good Oli team as well, who is really starting to get it figured out now under Chad Walters in his first year. Bob, we can see right away, Wesley Rosario will begin the second half on the floor with three fouls. It's going to be something to watch. Let's wait a minute. Again, some, if some, I'm some not sure if, again, this is, if this is a possession arrow thing again, because the officials are talking no. about something yeah. before we start. Be Daquan Burgess, Jeremiah Kamara, Wesley Rosario, Jadiel Cruz, and Maliko Samano. Francis Kamara will send his starting five back out there. The Colado brothers, Alex and Jeff, Kyle Archie, Mike Miller, and Shamar Killen. Matt, Matt, Matt Flowers will also counter with his starting five to start the second half. And it will be Red Knight basketball to start. Again, 37-33. Reading high on top. We start half number two here in Laureldale alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. And Rosario will dump it off for Osumano, who will give it back to Yadio Cruz, who will drive and kick it back to Kamara. Kamara drives, nowhere to go. It's stopped and dragged, yep. dragged a pivot foot. Redding High turns it over. Yep, he absolutely did. Yadio Cruz took a hard fall after he stopped and passed. Stret he's kind of trying to stretch out of it a little bit. He's checking his right elbow and fell hard on his back, too, as well. Been a frustrating night so far for Jeremiah Kamara. Just really hasn't been able to get things kick-started. As his turnover gives it back to the Mules. Killen drives and a push off on Shamar Killen. He countered with a push off trying to get Camaro out of his way. And Shamar Killen with a push off will commit the foul early on here to start the third. Yeah, that was pretty obvious call. He extended his arm, pushed off. One turnover piece for each team so far. Kamara thought about the three, gave it up to Cruz along the baseline. Swings it back to Burgess and now between the circles to Rosario. We're 30 seconds into the second half. And again, Redding on top, 37-33. Rosario nowhere to go. Now rubs off the screen from Osumano. Screen to roll to Malik. Baseline for two is not there. And Jeff Collado pulls down the Muhlenberg rebound. Jeff Collado on the floor to rebound and play defense. Gets a good one there. Good, nice rebound. His brother Alex pulls up for a 15-foot jumper that's no good. Yadiel Cruz has the rebound. Nothing on the offensive glass for either side. Rosario up ahead for Cruz, and that's an offensive foul. Dangerous pass there for Rosario. Cruz really didn't have any whole lot of spacing. And he runs into a mule for an offensive foul. And now he has three fouls. So Redding, two of Redding's five starters have three fouls apiece. Yadiel Cruz, Wesley Rosario. So a minute in, no points and a couple of costly fouls. And also their two best offensive weapons. So Mike Miller now has it for the Red Knights on the right wing. Trying to get some separation with Daquan Burgess. There's another five-second violation. That's at least three, if not four, against Muhlenberg, against Redding's defense. Yeah, that, that, that says a lot about Redding's defense. Mike Miller, nowhere to go against Jeremiah Kamara. So four turnovers combined and no points for either team to start this second half. And the Red Knights will try again on their third offensive possession. Back door to Cruz. It's behind him. He gathers. He's double teamed. Still gets a shot off. Missed it badly. And rebounded by Killen. Killen, long pass up ahead for Archie. Tough pa touch pass inside to Miller. Between a bunch of Red Knights, misses it. Tipped and controlled by Rosario. Up ahead for Burgess. In the open floor, Burgess to the bucket and two. Redding again scores in transition. They've been doing that a lot in the last quarter and a half or so. Nice job by Daquan Burgess to switch from right hand to left hand to finish. 
His second field goal gives the Red Knights a six-point lead at 39-33. We're two minutes into the second half, and Burgess picks the pocket of Alex Collado for a steal. Burgess with very good hands, extremely good hands. Third turnover for Muhlenberg, but Rosario on the stutter step move gets called for the palming violation, and the Red Knights will give it right back for their third turnover. Yeah, it hasn't been a great offensive start here in the second half. Each team with three turnovers, we've had just two points. Justin Fleming, the 5'6 freshman, will come into the game now for Muhlenberg, and Collado comes out. Alex Collado, that is. An interesting substitution for the Mules, bringing the freshman in for their top scorer in senior Alex Collado, down by six. Bob, i got to say this. Redding has moved so well without the ball. I don't see that with Muhlenberg tonight, and especially here in the opening minutes of the third quarter, not moving well with the basket, without the basketball at all. Fleming on a switch guarded by the 6-5 Maliko Sumano and the fried 6 freshman gives it up for Archie who takes advantage of that switch to go against Daquan Burgess to the hole and on the help defense it will send Kyle Archie to the free throw line. Nice aggressive move by Kyle Archie going to the basket and a foul it looks like is on Xavier Beatty I think no that's on oh, Sumano excuse me. So his second. Justin Armstrong is all about 5'6 and about, what, 125, 130 pounds. He's giving up a lot of size uh, to uh, Daquan Burgess. A lot of switching is paramount for what Reading High always does defensively, and that's what happened. They got caught up in a switch with Osumano going off and covering Armstrong, and then they gave the ball to Archie, who was now covered by Burgess, and Archie smart enough to go inside against Burgess and draw the foul on Osumano helping out. Yeah, that was a really good take by Kyle Archie, who makes the second. Archie making them both, pulls the Mules back to within four, 39-35. Mules 11 for 12 from the free throw line. Red Knights a perfect five for five. 5.15 to go in the third quarter. Muhlenberg down by four, running high with the basketball. Yadiel Cruz taking a rest on the bench too, by the way, which is interesting. Kamara drives. The freshman will end up at the free throw line. Uh, Xavier Beatty is the player who came in for Yadiel Cruz. And the foul sending. It's on Killen. And it is. So it'll send Jeremiah Kamara to the free throw line. Freshman who averages eight points per game. Looking for his first points of the game. As Killen picks up his third personal. We mentioned this in the first half. And now it becomes even more important. Because surviving this game yep. staying active and not picking up your fifth foul is going to be a big piece of this third and fourth quarter and, and as we've said muhlenberg has the advantage they are a deeper team than redding and if if redding you know with cruz and rosario with three fouls apiece if, if redding loses either one of those guys they're going to be in trouble two for two at the free throw line for his first two points for jeremiah Kamara. and the red knight lead is back to six at 41 35 as we turn inside of five minutes to go in the third kick to the corner. Michael Miller's three is no good. Rebounded by Xavier Beatty and back come the Red Knights. Kamara across half court. Drives, stops, plants, looks and finds. And eventually they get it to Rosario. He's going to pop left wing. Three is off the rim. Killing with a nice box out. Has the rebound. Up ahead for Jeff Collado who drives and scores. Yeah, Collado, Jeffrey Collado struggled a little bit. Looked like he lost the ball going up but he was able to finish. His first field goal pulls the Mules within four, but that changes quickly as Kamara drives inside, and Jeremiah Kamara gets his first field goal. Nice zero-step move by Jeremiah Kamara. Puts the Redding high, Red Knights back up six. Four now for Kamara all in this second half as Jeff Collado posting up down low, kicks it back for Killen. 
Foul line jumper for Killen is no good. Nothing but Osumano underneath for the Red Knights on the rebound. Red Knights up by six halfway through the third quarter. Rosario hounded by Miller. Flips it back for Osumano. Pops for three. Back iron. Rebounded by Michael Miller and the Mules. Well, like I said, Muhlenberg settling for too many outside shots. Not exactly what Matt Flowers wants. He wants them attacking the middle of Reading's defense and going to the basket. Justin Fleming put on the brakes and Daquan Burgess bumped into him. That'll be the first foul on Burgess. It's the third against the Red Knights. That Justin Armstrong looks very, very smart for a freshman. And that he's, you know, Matt Flowers must have an awful lot of confidence in him putting him in this game down six in the middle of the third quarter. Alex Collado now will check back in at the stoppage as Miller comes out for the Mules. Down by six with 3.40 to go in the third. Archie comes to the high post, dumps it back for Killen, who drives and draws a foul. Two-shot foul coming up for Shamar Killen. Looks like it's on Beatty, and that's exactly what Matt Flowers wants. He wants the Mules to attack the basket. So Killen now to the free throw line. A couple of coaches' kids in this one. Obviously, Jeremiah Kamara's dad, Francis, is the head coach for the boys' team for Reading High. Xavier Beatty's mother who was an excellent player for the Red Knights, and yeah. a former coach, Tanisha Giddens-Beatty. So Xavier Beatty's mom, Tanisha, was a 1,000-point scorer for the Red Knights and at Alvernia, and did a great job as the head coach for Redding High. And Beatty picks up the foul, putting Killen at the free-throw line, where he makes the first of two. 12 now for Shamar Killen, with another free-throw coming his way. And he makes them both. So it's not been a technically sound game, mainly because of the defense, but the free throw shooting's been outstanding. 43-39 as a result of the two for two for Killen. With 3.30 left to go in the third. Red Knights lead is four, and they've got the basketball. Yadiel Cruz back in the game for the Red Knights. Sat on the bench maybe about a minute and a half, two minutes. Wesley Rosario out now for the Red Knights, and Sosa on the floor. To the corner, Berges for three. Bounces it off the rim, tipped up, tipped a second time, and eventually... It's Alex Collado who comes down with a rebound for the Mules. Dangerous outlet pass, almost taken away by Burgess. Fleming in the open floor. The freshman pulls up for the jumper. No good. Sosa has the rebound. He wants to go. Up ahead for Cruz. Catches, gathers, and scores. I'll tell you what. Yadiel Cruz, great body control, gets down the floor in a hurry, puts the Red Knights back up six. And a timeout called in the process with 2.57 left to go. We will be back to Lauderdale in 30 seconds with the Red Knights on top, 45-39. Family owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Redding community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Reading, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. Two minutes, 57 seconds left to go in quarter number three. Reading High 45, Muhlenberg 39. Red Knights called the timeout right before the stoppage. 30-second timeout for Muhlenberg. So both teams have used two timeouts so far. Mules of the basketball. It is Alex Collado, Jeff Collado, Justin Armstrong, Drew LeClaire now into the game for the Mules, and Kyle Archie, the five on the floor for Muhlenberg. 
1-2-2 for the Red Knights. Collado better hurry up to get it across the half-court cart. Just beats the 10-second violation. To Archie, drives and then kicks it back for flat for Armstrong. Kicks it around, one more pass for Collado and three, Alex Collado. Yeah, I said to Bob during the commercial break, it seems like the Mules have gone through stretches here where they're not getting the ball in the hands of Alex Collado or Shamar Killen, their top two scorers. Collado there gets the ball from Armstrong, drains the three from the right wing. His second of the game, and the Mules are within three. Here's a little 3-2 for the Mules after the top it, stoppage. A three by Sosa is off the side of the glass, right into the lap of Jeremiah Kamara, who gets the layup. Great awareness by Kamara. Puts the Red Knights back up five. 47-42, Redding. Mules get it across half court. Now the Mules, great find, Archie, but it's blood inside Leclerc. It's blocked by Beatty, and Xavier Beatty controls it as well. Yeah, Leclerc took too much time to go up with the shot, gave it just enough time for Beatty to make the pretty block. Beatty on the other end gives it back for Cruz, who swings it around. Kamara, a deep three is well short, and on the rebound, it's controlled by Archie, and now a foul against the Red Knights and on that, the reach. That's going to be the team's fifth foul. Mules will be going to the line. That's going to be on Beatty. So Brady made a great defensive play on one end, but now commits the foul on the other that, as Rich said, is the fifth against the Red Knights in this third quarter. Brady now out, Cruz back in, but Archie is going to be at the free throw line for the Mules to shoot two in the double bonus. Archie began the night a 52% free throw <laughs> shooter. He is four for four with a chance to go six for six. And he makes the first here. Mjolnberg 14 for 15 now at the free throw line with one more coming from Kyle Archie. Red Knights, by the way, are a perfect seven for seven. So like I said, you may not like everything that's being played here in the way these two teams go after one another, but the way they're shooting fast shots, you can't argue with. And Archie on cue makes another to pull the Mules right back to within three at 47-44. Kyle Archie's got nine points, six for six from the line. Here's a little one-two-two now for Mjolnberg, and then they're going to fall back into a three-two in the half-court defense. With 1.30 left to go in the third, and the Red Knights on top by three. To the high post is Osumano. Put it on the floor, and it's stripped away by Armstrong. And Burgess steals it back on the other end and then bounces it off the foot of Alex Collado. And the Red Knights will get the ball right back on a great play by Daquan Burgess. Yeah, Burgess is such a heads-up player. Of course, he made the key steal and layup against Wilson last Thursday night in the comeback win. That was just a heads-up play. And his biggest cheerleader, his classmate on the bench, Nick Chapman, up and pumping the fist after that defensive play that gets the ball right back into Redding's favor. And with that, Wesley Rosario will check back in now for Redding High, and Sosa will come out. Red Knights win inbound. On top by three. Here's Cruz with a corner three. That's no good. Tipped out and eventually run down by Cruz out near half court. And the Red Knights get another look. Right back to Cruz. He'll try it again for three, and that's money. Yadiel Cruz now has 18. And the Red Knights lead is six again with one minute to go in the third. Jaden Kander back on the floor for Muhlenberg. He drives. Nowhere to go. Reverses his ground. Gives it back for Justin Armstrong. I don't know how many more possessions the Mules are going to get this quarter, but this is a big one. Burgess goes for the steal. They give it up for Killen. To the corner for Kantner. Wide open for three. It's good. Great pass by Killen. Kantner wide open in the right corner. And every time Redding High gets a little bit of separation, the Mules come right back as Kantner drains the three. His fifth of the season to make it a three-point game with 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Redding 50, Muhlenberg 47. Kamara trying to post up against Justin Armstrong underneath in a battle of freshmen. 
Rosario drives, fakes, dumps it inside for Osumano, missed it. Cruz with the offensive rebound and the putback. Yadiel Cruz has 20. Yadiel Cruz just so effective on the offensive glass. Nilmerg with inside of 10 seconds to try to score before the end of the third. Alex Colado drives, wants to do it himself, and he will. Alex Colado beats the buzzer to pull the mules again right back to within three after three. Running high, 52, Muhlenberg, 49. I don't know why you would, but don't go anywhere. We got eight more minutes of basketball when we come back to Laureldale live on WEU in Reading. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com. Welcome back to Muhlenberg High School where the Mules playing host to the Reading Red Knights tonight alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Starting the fourth quarter with a three-point difference on the scoreboard, and it was pretty much the theme of that third quarter. Every time the Red Knights got up by five or six, the Mules would cut it right back to three points, and that's where we are as we start the fourth. Reading 52, Muhlenberg 49. It has been a struggle at times for these two teams to score, and then all of a sudden the offenses catch fire. And at 52-49, it's probably for these two, kind of a high-scoring game. Yeah, Bob Muhlenberg, Matt Flowers decides to go with an offensive lineup here on the floor. Kyle Archie will drive right to the bucket, not there, but a reach-in foul on Rosario. Rosario stayed foul-free in the third, but starts the fourth with his fourth. Yeah, that's a big, big foul by the Red Knights. Let's see what Francis Camara does. He's, I think he's going to take him out. No, Ro Rosario has assumed that he's coming out, yeah, so he's already headed to the scores table. And Archie, they're going to say he was in the act of shooting, and so Kyle Archie will shoot two. And free throw shooting, I said it a lot tonight, but it, it bears repeating. Muhlenberg's free throw shooting, without a doubt, has kept the Red Knights at bay. No doubt. Matt Flowers told us before the game he made a lineup change, hoping for more defensive rebounding. Well, he's got an offensive lineup on the floor now with Alex Collado, Archie Killen, his top three scorers, Jaden Canner, and freshman Justin Armstrong. Archie goes two for two, and Muhlenberg now is 17 for 18 from the free throw line, and they're within one at 52-51. So 17 of Muhlenberg's 52 points have come at the strike. 30 seconds into this fourth quarter, Red Knights now sitting on a one-point lead. Muhlenberg in that 3-2 zone defense again. Played and that Red against Wilson, remember? Yeah. And Francis Camaro yeah. is going to say, you know what? If they're going to sit back in a zone, we're going to hold it. We're going to hold on to the ball and yeah. pull them out of it. Watch Cruz here, though. Cruz is sneaking back, getting closer to the basket. He's trying to get behind the, the zone. Armstrong comes out and hounds Daquan Burgess. And before the five-second violation, Francis Camaro will call a timeout from the Reading bench. So a timeout is called by the Red Knights early on here in this fourth quarter. 
and it will be a full timeout called by the Red Knights. So with 7.04 left to go, we'll take a quick timeout back with the Red Knights on top of the Mules. 52-51 when we come back after this on WEU and Reading. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Valuing possessions. Both these two teams will talk to you about that at length. And the coaches have responded with that as well in this one, calling some timeouts to save possession. That's exactly what Francis Camaro did in that series, sensing his team was getting hounded and about to turn it over. He called a timeout with 7.04 still left to go in this basketball game. There, Matt Flowers sticking with that offensive-minded lineup. Alex Collado, Kyle Archie, Shamar Killen, Jaden Kander, and freshman Justin Armstrong. Armstrong has gotten a significant yeah, amount of minutes in this ballgame tonight for Muhlenberg. Freshman averaging just 2.2 points per game. And again, the Mules will respond back into that 3-2 zone, although they extended a little bit. Watch Cruz. Kamara, Sosa, Burgess, Osamano, and Yadiel Cruz, the five on the floor for the Red Knights. Again, Cruz. Rosario on the bench with four fouls. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bob. Cruz was open, and they missed him. And, Red- and I don't think if Rosario was on the floor, I don't think he misses him. He was <laughs> wide open. And the Red Knights, again, will just be patient against this zone defense. They work it around the perimeter and force Muhlenberg to come out and guard them. To the corner to Burgess. Kicks it back to Sosa. Swings it from right side to left to Cruz. Into the corner for Jeremiah Kamara. Left side to right. Burgess, a long three, is off the front of the rim. Tipped, still loose on the floor, and Armstrong comes away with it. Bumped and fouled. Justin Armstrong knocked to the deck. And I believe it's Jeremiah Kamara who will get called for the foul. It is. That's his third, team second here. Armstrong came up with the loose ball. After a battle for the rebound, looked like a four or five guys battling for it. Muhlenberg ball with a chance to regain the lead. 52-51, Mules down, they will inbound. A minute and 45 seconds into the fourth quarter. Shamar killing between the circles, guarded by Kamara. Gives it up for Archie, gives it right back. Killing drives, lost the handle. Red Knights get it back on the Muhlenberg turnover. In the open floor, Kamara, great find to Cruz for two. Yeah, Kamara with a pretty pass. Cruz stationed on the right block, finishes, gives the Red Knights a three-point lead. We got something else here. We got a double foul. That's exactly what we got. And it looks like Nico Sosa, Sosa and again. Alex Collada kind of tied up with one another, and that's what's going to be yep. the intent. The double foul. Double foul. So a personal on Alex Collado, his second, and on Sosa, his second. It's also team foul number three against Redding, number one against Muhlenberg. Both coaches, fellas, you got to keep your poise. It's a three-point game with less than six minutes left in the fourth quarter. You know, if somebody loses their head, it might cost one of these teams the game. They, they better be careful. Been... These, I don't think these officials are, are taking much. <laughs> now they've tried to do their best oh, to yeah. maintain yeah. control here because we knew from the outset that we were walking into chaos, and that's what the atmosphere has been here. It's playoff basketball. I don't care if it's January or not. Killing drives oh, off my. balance and two. It, it looked like it had no chance. Off balance, right one-handed shot, off glass. 
basket. 54-53 as Kamara drives and count the bucket. Jeremiah Kamara struggling through two quarters. Has picked it up in the second two. Really, really strong drive to the basket by Kamara. The fouls on Alex Collado, and that's his third. The two quick fouls in this fourth quarter now against Alex Collado to put Jeremiah Kamara at the free throw line to try to finish off the three-point play. Again, the freshman had no points in the first half, six points in the second, and now misses the free throw. So eight points in total for Jeremiah Kamara, and the Red Knight lead is three again. 56-53, Redding, 5.20 left to go in the ballgame. Bob, it's funny because even we had questions about Redding's offensive firepower besides Cruz and Rosario. Well, tonight they have 56 points. Muhlenberg has been allow- has allowed just 53 all year. Justin Armstrong swings it around from left side to right to Alex Collado. Guarded by Cruz. Little stutter step move. Collado g- tucks and drives and a bump and a foul. And that's going to be on Daquan Burgess. Yep. And that'll put Alex Collado on the free throw line. It's also the fourth team foul against the Red Knights already. Still five minutes left to go in the ballgame. It's not a shooting foul, so the Mules will inbound underneath. Jaden Kantner, Kyle Archie, Alex Collado, Shamar Killen, Justin Armstrong, the five out there for the Mules. Kantner, pounded, regains control, takes a look over. Matt Flowers tells him what they want, Killen, what he wants to run. Killen with a mismatch. Kamara trying to guard him. Kantner drives, misses it. Killen with the putback. Yeah, Killen wanted the basketball. He was underneath, had the mismatch, put, gets the putback. Brings the Mules within one. 17 now for Shamar Killen. Ninth straight game. He's been in double figures. But more importantly, he pulls the Mules within one with 4.30 to go. 56-55 Red Knights. Jeremiah Kamara drives. Tried to dump it inside. Kander got a hand on it. Takes it away. Kander up ahead for Armstrong. Right back to Kander. Up and under. Oh, oh. A move by Jaden Kander with the left-handed move. And the pass from Justin Armstrong. Mules regain the lead. 57-56, Muhlenberg on top. Armstrong with the assist, and Kander with an absolutely brilliant finish inside. Up and under, switched it to his left hand and kissed it off the glass. Muhlenberg's on top, 57-56, timeout on the floor. Bob, if there were, Matt Flowers might have had questions about Jaden Kander's defense adjusting from playing Division Three, Division Four to playing Division One, Division Two. But there's no question he's got offensive ability. I saw him play as a freshman for Brandywine Heights. Had a massive game against Topahawken in the District 3 playoff game. That was that was a very veteran move. Just a pretty switch to his left hand in traffic, too. And what Matt Flowers and Rick Perez both spent time talking with Jaden Kander about was, look, this isn't punishment. This is We just want you to experience this. You've never experienced what you're about to experience in this atmosphere. Because he hasn't. It's that simple. He hasn't experienced the kind of atmosphere that's going on on this floor tonight. So they wanted him to see it on the bench before he was in the midst of it. And that's just a learning tool to get Jaden Kantner comfortable. And now he's got nine points and he just gave his team the lead. And he's played this whole half with three fouls. He, he got his third foul on an offensive charge in the second quarter. Uh, this, this move to this offensive lineup, I think, has really revitalized Muhlenberg's offense. And they're, hang- they're playing pretty good defense as well. But the offense has really come alive here in the fourth quarter. And as a result of that, the Mules have the lead. Fifth lead change. First time that Muhlenberg has led it since early in the second. 
And that's when the Red Knights went on that 13-0 run to give them control of the game at the time. Reading High with 4.05 left to go in the fourth, down by a point. Rosario still on the bench with four fouls and four minutes left. It'll be interesting to see when Francis Kamara decides to put him back in this game. Again, Muhlenberg will sit back in that 3-2. This time, Reading High has to go after it now, down a point. Kamara goes into Cruz at the high post. He gives it right back to Jeremiah Kamara. And now the Red Knights again will pull the ball out a little bit. And Muhlenberg doesn't have to go after them now. No. Because now they've got the lead. Before they were down by four or five points, they had to go out. And I think Redding, Francis Kamara is okay with this because it's buying time to, to get Rosario back in the game. 30 seconds into the possession to the baseline to Cruz. Double team. Try to kick it back to, Bar to Burgess, but Killen knocked it out. And with that, on cue, Wesley Rosario will come back in now for the Red Knights. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, Francis Kamara buying time, buying time, and now hits... 324 to go. Let's get Rosario back in the game. So running high will also, uh, excuse me, Muhlenberg will counter with Jeff Collado back into the game to give them some size and some defense. And they'll get Justin Armstrong off the floor for the Mules. So Collado, Jeff Collado, that is, can go in there and try to body up against Yadiel Cruz a little bit, keep him off the offensive glass. The Red Knights down a point, and Rosario with the basketball between the circles. Muhlenberg still in that 3-2 zone, which has been pretty effective here in the fourth quarter. Rosario will shoot over the top of it, but his three is short. Cantner runs down the rebound, and the Mules with a one-point lead have the basketball. 3.05 left to go. Corner, Collado drives. Collado finishes. Alex Collado with 20. Yeah, he's got to get more touches. He's playing a terrific game and an unforced turnover by the Red Knights. Turnover on the inbounds pass by Redding High will give it right back to Muhlenberg with 2.54 to go in the ball game. And the Mules now on top, 59-56. Offensive and defensive substitutions now for Muhlenberg. Armstrong in, Jeff Collado out. Mules with a three-point lead will inbound from straight across their bench. Killen, Alex Collado, Kyle Archie, Jaden Kantner, and Justin Armstrong on the floor. Let's see if they attack Kantner. Rosario with four fouls guarding Kantner, and here it is. Killen to the baseline to Kantner, and they give it right back to Kantner. Now they'll switch up. Kamara guards Kantner. Rosario dumps back for Archie. They dump it into Archie. Stripped away by Rosario, and then a foul on the loose ball on the floor. Osumano dove down to get the ball, but he was fouled by Kyle Archie. Somehow, no, that's only Kyle Archie's first foul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking they got to get the ball to Archie with right. Rosario on him, and Rosario, they did, and Rosario made a great defensive yep, stripped play. Stripped it right out of his yep. hands, gambled and won, and now the Red Knights have it back, down by three. Mule stretched that 3-2 to half court. Redding Eye gets it across half court. And now Rosario, the quarterback on offense. They got Cruz has to touch it on this possession. They get it, it to him in the paint. Goes up and under and foul. Two-shot foul coming up for Yadiel Cruz. And I believe it's going to be on Jeff Collado. That'll be his third foul. And the fourth against Muhlenberg. So the next foul either way puts your opponent on the line for two shots the rest of the way, which is still... Two minutes and 13 seconds left to go in the ball game, and I have a feeling we're going to see <laughs> we're going to see one or two more fouls here. <laughs> Yadiel Cruz shooting two for the Red Knights makes the first. Jeff Collado now out. Justin Armstrong back in again. Offensive and defensive substitutions for the Mules in that pattern. 
Rosario off the floor. Sosa back in for the Red Knights. Same thing. Offensive and defensive substitutions. Trying to protect Rosario in those four fouls as Cruz shoots a second. That one in and out. So it's a two-point Muhlenberg lead. 59-57. 23 now for Yadiel Cruz. Redding straight man-to-man. Killing with the basketball guarded by Kamara. Two minutes left to go. By the way, tonight, sixth time this year, Yadiel Cruz has been over 20. Career high of 30 in a win over Cardinal O'Hara. Kantner had an opening. Nowhere to go. No reason to go anywhere. He's got a three-point, two-point lead. Mules trying to play a little beat the clock. They're working for a really good shot. As, as Red Knights had a chance to go after the freshman Armstrong, but he got rid of the ball. Give it up to Archie, to Kantner. Beats the double team, drives, dumps it inside. Nobody home, turnover, Muhlenberg. Yeah, Kantner, he had, he had a man open. He just, oh, no, wait, we got to change over. Yeah. Now they're, they're saying it tipped off the hands of a red knight. The officials talked it over, and the official on the outside, Rich Robinson, saw a red knight touch it. And so he overruled the call and said it's Muhlenberg basketball. Yeah, Redding High Bench is not happy, to say the least. Uh, I, I couldn't tell from up here what, right. whether it was tipped or not. But Rich Robinson was very demonstrative right. I about mean, it. He, the call was, was made, and he yes. went to overrule yep. it, if you will. Yep. So he obviously saw it. He, there's no doubt. He, he saw what he saw. And so Muhlenberg will call a 30-second timeout. Mules are down to one timeout. Redding still has two. And there is 90 seconds left to go in this basketball game. It's still a two-point game in favor of Muhlenberg, 59-57. Cantor yeah. made a nice move, penetrated, looked to find, I think it was Archie who tried to find Archie. Oh, boy. Fans are becoming a little unruly. 59-57 is the score on the scoreboard. We got, And it's right in front of us, too, right, Bob. Right. We got... <laughs> police are here. They've been here all night. But... Uh, Yep, we're gonna make sure they're gonna, they're, administrators right. coming into the crowd trying to trying to sell things down. Right, you had, you, had, you had two people who were jawing with one another in the crowd, and they're gonna they're gonna remove them. Yeah, so that's the best way to defuse the situation. Is if you can't control yourself during the game, get out. And <laughs> so they will. Yeah. I gotta say, secure, security is yeah. very, very visible here yep. tonight. I mean, they have, been. yep, they have, they have. They're they're out in full force. Yes, and there is administrators here. There is police, police force yeah. here. Yep. So, hats off to Dr. Tim Moyer, the athletic director, and yep. the staff here at Muhlenberg. They have not shortchanged in the staffing of this basketball game. Back yeah. on the floor, which is where the teams are, but right now they got to get these. Two individuals out of the gym. One from one, one, one from, from each. each. Yep. One from each side. Just yep. make that clear. Again, if you can't control yourself at a high school basketball game, then you shouldn't be. Hey. You shouldn't be in. And by the way, adults. Yes, two adults. Or, or at least we think they're. Well, adults. yes, by by their driver's license, they are. <laughs> a minute thirty left to go in the ball game. And after all of that, the timeout prior to that, the ball is Muhlenberg's. We have a couple more who are getting escorted out of the gym. You saw this much of the game. Wouldn't you want to stay to the end? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we think order has been restored off the floor, we yep, can go so. back to playing on the floor. 
Alex Collado and Muhlenberg will inbound underneath their own basket on top by two with a minute 30 left to go in the ballgame. Still a ton of time the way these two teams have played. And as you said, Bob, next foul by either team, the other team will go to the line to shoot two. Inbound on the lob to Killen for two. What a pass by Collado to Killen. And a timeout. Timeout, I believe, called by Muhlenberg. And if so, that's their loss. Let's wait sure that's, that is correct. But it is a timeout called. With the Mules on top by four. And it was Muhlenberg who called the timeout. So that's the final timeout for Muhlenberg. And clearly, they used the last one well. They designed a play on the yeah. inbounds on the lob from Alex Collado to Shamar Killen. He didn't even come down with it. Campbell caught it in the air and put it in the, in the bucket. Killen has 19 points. I think ha- and Collado has 20, right? Wait, uh, yes. Alex yeah. Collado has 20, Killen has 19. Yeah, they've, they've been terrific tonight. I, in fact, like I said earlier, I, 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 there, were, there were stretches where they, I didn't think the Mules were getting them enough touches, either one of them, but they are here in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Killen now at nine, nine straight games in double figures. He had 21 against Lampeter Strasburg, 20 against Conrad Weiser, and as we said now, 19 in this one. With still 123 to go in his last two, have Muhlenberg up on top by four now. It'll be Red Knight basketball following Muhlenberg's last timeout. So that's the other piece of this. If the Mules get themselves in a pinch with the basketball, they don't have any timeouts left. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Redding with two timeouts left, but down four. And and they did it last time. They got the ball inside the audio Cruz. They've got to do it again. Wesley Rosario coming back in with four fouls. Again, like... We said offense, defensive switch. Jeffrey Collado on the floor now for the Mules with their def- with a defensive switch. You're running with the offensive switch. Mules will not pick up full court. Rosario, Burgess, Kamara, Cruz, and Osamano, the five on the floor for the Red Knights, down by four. Now 115 to go. Rosario has it on the right side. Two Mules around him. Slips it to the left side for Burgess. Flips it back for Rosario. Drives, spins, looking for somewhere to go. Baseline for Kamara, up and under and home and a foul. My goodness. Great patience by Rosario. Jeremiah Kamara with two more and a foul. What a pass by Wesley Rosario (laughs) to the cutting Kamara. That's a sophomore to a freshman for a bucket and a foul that will put Jeremiah Kamara at the free throw line to try and cut this to a one-point game with 101 left to go in the ballgame. It almost looked like he walked, but he did hold his pivot foot and didn't panic and waited for Kamara to cut from the weak side, found him. And Kamara makes the free throw. 11 now for Jeremiah Kamara, and it's a one-point game at 61-60 with one minute to go. Kantner beats the pressure. Muhlenberg has it in their offensive half. Kantner drives, puts on the brakes and reverses. Yeah, he had nobody underneath. Is it back to Collado and back to Kantner? Red Knights chase him. Kantner playing keep away. Drives, kicks it back for Archie. Archie calling for a guard, and they'll foul Kyle Archie. Which is interesting. He came into the night shooting 52% <laughs> yes, from the five line. percentages, that's but, the guy you foul. But he's 8 for 8 from the line tonight. <laughs> so that will put him on the line for two, because that's the fifth foul against the Red Knights. And for Sosa, his third. So Kyle Archie will shoot two with 40.4 still left to play in this one. And the Mules on top by one. First one is good. 
Kyle Archie made a three in the first quarter. He's now got 12 points. The rest of them have come at the free throw line. It's a two-point Muhlenberg lead with one more free throw left to go. Mules will get everybody else off the foul line. And leave Archie there by himself. And why not as he makes a second. (laughs) Ten for ten after beginning of the night, 52% from the line. Red Knight's deficit is three and a Red Knight timeout with 36.6 left to go. Francis Kamara now will call a timeout for running hot. Be a full timeout for the Red Knights. They still have one left to take. So if you're running, you're not necessarily thinking three here, even though you're down by three, because there's still 36.6 left to go in this. Right. I'm looking at the Muhlenberg bench at Matt Flowers and Rick Perez, and those guys have been in (laughs) how many situations like this before over the last 12, 13 years? They look very calm, very, very, very comfortable. Rick, Rick. In, in Matt's here right now. Rick Perez at 12 seasons at Reading High School, all-time winning coach in Reading High history. Again, I say this for a purpose. All-time winning as coach at the all-time winning as program in Pennsylvania High School basketball history. Reading High is 2,252 program wins. And Rick Perez won 281 of them in the program's only three state championships. And Matt Flowers was his assistant for 10 of those 12 years. And now Matt trying to lead the mules past the red knights coached by one of his former staff co-staff members in francis kamara so 63 60 muhlenberg reading basketball following their timeout and 36.6 left to go in the ball game if this is me it's a two-man game with rosario and cruz somehow some way try get the get cruz the ball inside Try to draw a foul and, t- and t- make the basket and try for a three-point play. Here we go. Jeff Collado back in there for Muhlenberg in the base of that 2-3 now zone defense. Here's a long three for Burgess in the tie. Oh he got it. Daquan Burgess from way downtown and we're tied Near with 22 seconds. Kander up ahead. Collado in the open floor. Oh, back on top. Muhlenberg right back on top on the, on the break with 14 seconds to go. What a great pass by Kander. Here we Rosario go. Rosario finds Kamara inside and we're tied again with eight. A timeout called by the Red Knights before the inbounds pass. Wow. 65-65 is our score. Oh, my. With right now 7.3 left on the clock. Timeout, Red Knights, Muhlenberg basketball. Unbelievable flurry there. (laughs) Archie gives Muhlenberg a three-point lead with two free throws. Burgess makes a three from the the. the bleachers, and then Collado comes down, puts Muhlenberg ahead, and then Kamara answers. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think Daquan Burgess may have had his heels on the Fifth Street Highway. Oh, That's, my goodness. He, he was way out beyond the arc, but he made it. And then that quickly, Jaden Kanter found Alex Collado ahead for the bucket to put Muhlenberg back on top. And then Wesley Rosario counters the fight. Jeremiah Kamara again inside. The freshman scores the tired back up. No time adjusted on the clock. 7.3 left to go. Yeah. Muhlenberg basketball tied at 65. The Mules have to go the length of the floor. Real quick, Bob. Real interesting. Francis Kamara called the timeout. Redding had, had stolen the basketball uh, after he called the timeout. No, Interesting. no timeouts either way. Here we go. Inbound to Kantner. Kantner across half court with five. Kantner open floor drives. Get a count or no oh, offensive foul. foul. Oh my! They wave off the basket. 
Offensive foul against Jade Kantner. And the official who called it had it all the way. Yep. And I, I got to say, I think it was the right call. I do, too. Wesley Rosario was the defender, and he knows. He's playing with four. He had the feet planted. Usually, there, there are a lot of games we've seen, you and I have seen, that the three officials will just say, "We're not. I'm not going to call it. But that was a charge. 1.6 to go. Red Knights have it. Inbound, Burgess, long heave, we're going overtime. <laughs> Burgess took a few steps to try to get something on it. What a game, what a finish. 65-65 is the score after regulation. Not enough time in 32 minutes to figure this one out. They will put four more minutes on the clock, and we will play overtime here in Muhlenberg. Again, a frantic finish in which both teams came up with big buckets. To recap, Daquan Burgess with a three to tied at 63. And then in the open floor, Jaden Kantner found Alex Collado for the bucket to put the mules back up on top. But the freshman-sophomore combination of, so of sophomore Rosario to freshman Jeremiah Kamara tied it at 65. The mules scored. But Jane Kanner got waved, got called for the offensive foul that waved off the bucket, and that sends us to overtime. Incredible, just an incredible. And Kanner made the basket. Let me make. I don't know if we were clear on that, but caught, but it was called for the offensive foul. It was the. It was definitely a charge. Again, a lot of officials. There are right. some. Whether you agree or disagree, would not make that call in that situation. But it was definitely an offensive right, foul. Right, because the argument is, is you don't want to decide the game, but. You're, you, but if by Correct. not by not Correct. making the you call, you the are game. deciding Correct. the game. That's I exactly agree. right. Yes. And so it is the right call to make. Yes. If it is an offensive foul, and, and it, it was. was. It was. It was definitely an offensive foul. The Muhlenberg people won't agree, but that's why it's a. It's why it's the right call. <laughs> if somebody's agreeing with you, you probably made the right call. It's 65, 65. Four more minutes left to play here in Laurel. And here we go. We got Jeffrey Collado with four fouls. Jaden right. Kantner with four fouls. For Muhlenberg, Wesley Rosario with four fouls for Redding with they, four more minutes. And they jump it up, and Muhlenberg controls it. Justin Armstrong, the freshman, back in there for Muhlenberg, along with Alex Collado, Kyle Archie, Shamar Killen, and Jaden Kantner. Killen with the basketball, hounded by Burgess. The fouls continue into this overtime session, so both teams in the bonus will shoot two. Bob, I'm still trying to put my head around Burgess's three <laughs> from from the Literally, Mules logo. From the Mules logo on the sideline, and he had no hesitation whatsoever. Pilato on the clear out will drive, pulls up in the paint, misses. Rebound is tipped and controlled by Daquan Burgess and the Red Knights. The Redding will try to take its first lead, and they almost <laughs> threw it away. Rosario threw it to Kamara, who wasn't looking, and fortunately just saw it at the last minute. And the Red Knights don't turn it over. Kamara goes the opposite of the screen, drives, throws it back for Kamara. Kamara will drive up and under and home. Jeremiah Kamara having a huge second half. Man, he's got 15 points in the second half. Collado quickly, excuse me, Kander back again. the other way, drives and scores right at Osamano, ties it at 67. 11 now for Jaden Kander. 2.40 left to play in overtime. Redding 67, Muhlenberg 67. Bob, are you sure this isn't March? Oh my God. This is our second overtime game already. And I just want to check a second. Yeah, it still says January. I just want to make sure. Oh I just want to make sure. 
Somehow or another, I didn't miss something. Here's a turnover. Osamano's pass, too tall for Camaro. Turnover, Red Knights. 2.24 left to play in overtime. Muhlenberg gets it back. I mean, that last 40 seconds of regulation (laughs) was something it's going to take a while for me to forget because that was sensational. These two teams right about the same in terms of point-per-game scoring at 62. And they're at 67, 67 right now in overtime. 2.10 now left in the extra session. Kander again on the clear-out, drives, misses, tipped. Archie runs it down. Muhlenberg will keep it. Swing it back. Killing corner three is funny. First three in the game for Shamar Killen, and the Mills are up by three. Great offensive rebound by the Mules. Rosario, great find inside for Osamano in two. Pulls the Red Knights back to within one, 70-69, 1.45 left to go. I'm telling you, Rosario, he is going to be special over these next two and a half seasons He's for the Red so Knights. He's so patient. Oh, my, was that a pretty pass. Collado on the clear out, blocking foul on Burgess. And, and as we learned in the Wilson-Muhlenberg game, yep. the fouls do not reset. So you, from here on in, any foul, each team will go to the line to shoot two. And it's Alex Collado who will shoot for the Mules. Colado two for two on the game at the line. They were back in the first quarter. And that's that's on Burgess, Bob, his third. So Alex Colado, the senior lefty at the free throw line to shoot two, rattles it in and out. First miss for the Mules at the free throw line since the second quarter, only the second miss at the line in the game. Colado still has another one coming. Jeff Collado now will check back in, the younger brother of Alex, back in the game for defensive purposes for the Mules as Armstrong comes out. Second free throw is also no good, and Osumano has the rebound. So the Red Knights now down by one, have the ball with 1.30 to go in overtime. Mules now back in a man-to-man. Rosario on a clear-out, drives, misses the shot. Tipped around. Osumano with a putback is fouled. Osumano came up big in the final minute of regulation yeah. against Wilson. Coming up big here in overtime for the Red Knights. With an offensive rebound that will put him on the line. I believe it's Jeff Collado who gets called for the foul, and that's his fifth. So he becomes the first to foul out of this war. And you knew that was bound to happen. Matt, Matt Flowers is going to gather his troops here before he replaces Collado. He's got, a, I think, a minute. So in the meantime, Malik Osamano is at the free throw line for the Red Knights. Yeah. First time tonight he has been at the foul line. He is a 75% free throw shooter. Looks like Justin Armstrong is coming back in the game for Jeffrey Collado, which makes sense right. there because they're going to be on offense. Right. We'll They've see been, what happens if, if he gets if Matt, right. <laughs> if Matt gets a chance to right. sub. And this half is what he's been doing, but yeah. the defensive side's another story. Right. Because with Redding High, if if Armstrong stays out there, Red Knights have shown they're going to try to match him up and, and post him up. As Osumano's at the free throw line to shoot two. And a chance to put the Red Knights back up on top, but he misses the first of two. Bob, Alex Collado, 75% free throw right. shooter, just missed two. Malik Osumano, 75% free throw shooter, just missed the front end. Second is good. Five for Osumano, and we're tied again, this time at 70, with 120 left to go in the overtime. Ready in a 1-2-2 half-court trap. Mules get it across half-court. Swip it around between Killen and Kantner playing catch to the corner for Armstrong. Right back to Killen. Now out of the zone into a man-to-man for the Red Knights. Kantner to the right corner for Archie. One minute to go. 
Hantner on the clear out, drives, spins, up, blocked by Osamano, controlled by the Red Knights. Trying to draw the foul, unsuccessful, shot was blocked. Rosario to the corner, Kamara for three, not there. Long rebound and a foul on the scramble on Rosario, and that's number five. Yep, that's a big foul. 39 seconds left in the first overtime. The Red Knights will no longer have Wesley Rosario in the game, who's had a terrific night. And on the two-shot foul to put Jaden Kantner at the line. But another block on the defensive end by Malik Osumano. Yes, yep. Stopping Muhlenberg from scoring on their end. But now it'll be Kantner to the free throw line to shoot two for the Mules with 39.3 left to go in this. And he's an 89.7% free throw shooter and made his first two in the first quarter. So Wesley Rosario, again, an excellent scoring first half with 11 points, just like he did against Wilson. He had all 10 of his points in the first half against Wilson. Didn't score in the second half, becomes the distributor. Again, excellent free throw shooter, <laughs> misses the first. You know, it's, these guys have to be tired. Tired, the pressure, pace, you yes, throw all that into it, everything. and all of a sudden this free throws become a little bit more difficult as Kanter misses the first of two. Yeah, especially with a tie game and 39 seconds left here in the first overtime. Kantner's second free throw is also no Amazing, good. And tipped out to Killen at half court. Kyle Archie with the offensive rebound. Killen on a clear out drive, sees an opening and takes advantage of it for two more. And Mules back up on top. And he's fouled. And a foul. What a do not forget that. Kyle Archie with the offensive rebound yep. after the two misses by Kantner. Gets it to Killen. Killen drives hard, goes to the basket and is fouled and picks up the third foul in Osumano. The brilliant fourth quarter and overtime for Shamar Killen continues. 24 now for Killen with another potential at the free throw line. A new career high for the junior. We talked about it in the pregame show how his offensive game has continued to get better and better each time out. And now a chance for a finish off of a three-point play with 32.8 left to go in the overtime. And that was no good. So five straight misses now at the foul line for Muhlenberg. And it's a two-point game with the Reading High basketball. Again, Rosario off the floor. Cruz has got, here we go. Inside, they try for the offensive foul. They don't get the whistle, and Cruz gets the bucket. And Reading High will get the call of the timeout. It's a great job to yep. swallow the whistle no, on the was, flop no by call. Alex Collado. Yeah, that, that was a no call. Unlike the Kantner charge at the end of regulation, that was a no call. That was a flop. So two more for Cruz gives him 25 and also ties the ball game up again at 72. And Reading High calls its timeout before Muhlenberg can inbound with 18.5. Bob, this is going to come down to this, this possession, and it may very well come down to the free throw line where Muhlenberg has been so good all night. But here in overtime, they're 0 for 5. Right. <laughs> so... Don't forget Thursday night, Exeter. We got another game Thursday night? <laughs> That's going to be just as crazy, I would bet you, before we even get there. Thursday night, again, that'll be a little bit of a later start because it is actually four games that day. Exeter and Berks County, it's kind of a cool thing. They're going to go with a girls-boys quadruple header. JVs, boys, JV girls, varsity girls, varsity boys. So the And then a ceremony beforehand to honor Snip Esley for reaching his 800th victory. So we'll be on the air at 745 on Thursday night because of the later start schedule for an 8 o'clock tip at 
Boyd Wolf Gymnasium, Thursday, Exeter, Burks Catholic. I got to think Muhlenberg, Matt Flowers, is going to try to get the ball in the hands of Jaden Kantner, who's, who's been able to get great penetration the last, in overtime in the fourth quarter. And then Kantner to try to find one of the scores, whether whether it's Archie, whether it's Killen, or whether it's Colado. Kantner has it across half court. Now with 10 seconds to go. Guarded by Sosa. Kantner, screened by Killen. Kantner dribbles between the double team. Stripped of the ball. Loose of the floor. Cruz has it. Can they get the shot off? Still loose of the floor. Nobody's going to get a shot off. How about four more minutes of basketball? A scramble on both ends of the floor, and maybe fittingly, this game in overtime anyhow, the first overtime, ends on defense. Nobody could get a shot off. Yeah, Kander got double teamed. The ball got knocked away. There was a scramble for it near midcourt. Redding had, there were still about two seconds left when the scramble began. If, Re, if a Redding player could have gotten his hands on the ball, he might have had a shot. It would have been a, a long shot, but the, the, the clock ran out as the ball went out of bounds. So we have a second overtime. <laughs> So how about another four minutes left to go in this pressure cooker here in Laureldale? Tied at 72. Muhlenberg and Redding High will try another four more minutes into overtime number two. So that foul situation, again, continues to roll on in the overtime session. So any foul puts you on the line, and the irony of ironies, Muhlenberg's so good at the foul line all night long, but it dried up in the overtime session. 0 for 5 in the first overtime. Two misses by Kantner, two misses by Collado, and one by Killen with it, trying to finish a three-point play. Muhlenberg has an extra timeout here because they didn't use one in the first overtime. So I think Muhlenberg has two timeouts. Redding will have one here in this second overtime period. Red Knights have gotten offense from six different players tonight. One of them, Wesley Rosario, has fouled out of the game. Muhlenberg has gotten offensive contributions from only four players tonight, but all four of them in double figures. Killen with 24, Alex Collado with 22, 13 for Archie, and 11 for Jaden Kantner. 72-72 in overtime, number two. Let's see who handles the basketball for the Red Knights with Wesley Rosario fouled out. Muhlenberg controls the tip. Armstrong, Kantner, Killen, Alex Collado, and Kyle Archie. Jeff Collado also has fouled out of the game. The Muhlenberg sophomore on the bench with five fouls. So each team has lost one in their rotation. Yadiel Cruz guarding Jaden Kantner out high right now. Now a timeout going to be called? Nope. Scoreboard went out. Oh, man. <laughs> the scoreboard. Hey, next thing you know, the storm's going to knock out the power. Nah, I, think, I think somebody just pulled a plug, yes. hit, hit a plug. Yeah. It's only the scoreboard, thankfully, that went out. There we go. Everything came and back Thankfully, on. everything that's, stayed yeah, put. That's, that's good. That's <laughs> just too many bodies, and somebody got a foot on the plug and kicked the court out. <laughs> 345 left in the second overtime. Reading 72, Muhlenberg 72. Uh, it, it's been quite a game. It really <laughs> has been. I mean, it is, again, January 9th, and it doesn't, it seems like, March 9th. Right. And what did what did Matt Flowers tell us about his team? He said, look, if you, you want to be playing on Friday night at Santander Arena, this is the atmosphere you're going to be in. It's exactly, he's exactly right. That's what it's been. Muhlenberg will inbound from in front of their bench. To Kander at half court. 
Guarded by Sosa and the man-to-man for the Red Knights. Cantner drives, stops, strip, picks it up. Double team, kicks it. Colado, a deep three is short. Rebounded by Yadiel Cruz and the Red Knights. Have it with a chance to take their first lead in the overtime. So it'll be Jeremiah Kamara handling the basketball in place of Wesley Rosario, who has, who has fouled, out the, who fouled out the first overtime. Red Knights have not led it since early in the fourth. We're in a second overtime. Tied at 72. Jeremiah Kamara with 15 points all since halftime. Dribbles out Archie up and off the glass, not there. Killen and Osamano tied it up, and a foul going to be called. And I believe they're going to call Osamano on the foul. And that'll put Muhlenberg at the line. If, it will it's be. Mosa, if it's Osamano, and it is, it's yep. his fourth. They, boy, wow. Yeah, so we, it'll put Shamar Killen at the free throw line to shoot two in the, in the double bonus. Killen missed one foul shot in overtime. For the night, he's five for seven. Already with a career high of 24 as he shoots two. And that's good. Drew LeClaire now will check into the game for Muhlenberg. As they'll get Armstrong off the floor. Killen's second free throw is a back iron, so it's a one-point Muhlenberg lead, and Redding High has the basketball. Three minutes left in overtime number two. Muhlenberg one for seven from the free throw line in the overtimes. High post is Yadiel Cruz. Everybody went away from him, but he missed the shot. Rebounded by Archie, tied up, jump ball. Who's got the possession arrow? Muhlenberg. Wow. I I, I actually thought it might might have been a foul on Cruz. Now it's going to be Redding ball? I thought the possession arrow was pointing in Reading High in Muhlenberg's favor. But right now think, it's pointing in Reading High's favor. I, I think Muhlenberg won the opening tap. In fact, I right. know Muhlenberg won the opening tap of the second overtime. Right, that's correct. So it would be Reading High basketball on the tie-up underneath. So the Red Knights will indeed inbound underneath their own basket. Daquan Burgess will do that. Tosses it in, and it's stripped away by LeClaire. Muhlenberg has it back. Kander spins up. Scores! Oh man, good body control by Cantor. Drew LeClaire with the steal. And wait a minute, wait a minute. What do we got? Officials are talking about something after the bucket, I believe. Bucket was by Cantor, which puts Muhlenberg on top by three. Drew LeClaire stole the inbounds pass and got it to Cantor. Cantor made a pretty move inside, pump fake, got the roll to give Muhlenberg a three point lead. So it's Reading High basketball now with 2.39 to go and a three-point mule lead. A lot of basketball left. <laughs> Wait, this one has oh been played my. out a, a lifetime. 2.35 left to go. Freshman Jeremiah Kamara giving up for Burgess. Swinging around to Sosa on the left wing. Red Knights a long way away from that three-point line. Kamara will shoot it from there, however, and miss it off the iron and rebounded by Shamar Killen. You know what? Muhlenberg has done a really nice job defensive rebound this in overtime. Kander turns it over. Tried to spin away from Osumano and dribbled it off his own foot and out of bounds. Mules will give it right back. Yeah, they had an opportunity there to pull it out. Kander went to the basket. Spin move, as Bob said, dribbled the ball out of bounds off his foot. 205, Red Knights have it back. Still down by three. 75-72, Muhlenberg. 
Burgess swings around. Cruz will try it for three. That's off the back iron. Rebounded by Archie. And the Mules again with a chance to try to pad a three-point advantage. Bump and a foul. Jeremiah Kamara bumps Killen, who will shoot two more. And that's Kamara's fourth foul. So right now, Redding has Wesley Rosario on the bench, fouled out with five. And two other starters, Jeremiah Kamara and Malik Osumana, with four fouls each. Trying to figure out how Kyle Archie, who's logged a lot of minutes, has only got one foul. Everybody else it seems to have three or four at least. Yeah, and it seems like he's gotten a lot of, made a lot of big rebounds at both ends of the floor here in the late going. Meantime, Shamar Killen is back at the free throw line, where he just went one for two, and he makes the first one here. So it now becomes a two-possession game, but that's really a long way away. We still have a minute oh, 50 left to go in the second overtime. We have an eternity yet. <laughs> And a second by Killen is good. 27 now for the junior. And a 77-72 Muhlenberg advantage with 1.45 to go. Into Cruz. Out to Burgess. Backdoor cut by Kamara. Up and under. Missed it. Tipped out of bounds. Last touch by Yadiel Cruz. It's Muhlenberg basketball. Yeah, and, that, and that could have been a foul on Cruz. Yeah. But, but the referee decided to give the ball to Muhlenberg. And I was just going to say, Redding's got to be patient here. They don't need a three. And they went to the basket. Kamara just couldn't convert. Justin Armstrong, the freshman, back into the game as LeClaire comes out. Again, that offensive and defensive substitution. Bob, here's an interesting Armstrong for the year on the varsity. One for one from the line. <laughs> Killen will take it across half court. Tripped up and fouled. Kamara tripped him up. And, and that's that going to be the five. fifth. Yep, that's five on Kamara. An inadvertent trip, but Killen hit the deck hard. He's going to shoot two more, but... Jeremiah Kamara now joins Wesley Rosario. The backcourt combination for the Red Knights has fouled out. And Xavier Cruz checks in for Kamara. Kamara's had a really nice game, by the way. Played, it's played very, very well. Brilliant second half after struggling in the first. Will foul out with 15 points. That's a new career high for him. His previous career, previous career high was 14 against Imhotep, the defending 5A state champion. And odds on favorite to win it again. As Shamar Killen is back at the free throw line. And makes the first of two. He's had a lot of practice. Well, Muhlenberg's bounced back nicely here in the second overtime after the struggles at the line in the first overtime. Drew LeClaire back out on the floor again in that offensive and defensive substitution pattern for Muhlenberg. 90 seconds left to go in the second overtime. And Shamar Killen's two for two puts Muhlenberg's lead at seven. 79-72. Biggest lead for Muhlenberg since the opening minutes of the second quarter. Sosa's three is no good. Cruz saves it to Burgess. His three also whale off the mark and out of bounds to Muhlenberg. 1.15 to go. And the Mules get it back on top by seven. Reading full court pressure here. This isn't over yet. Because how quickly Reading can turn the ball. Force turnovers. Again, Armstrong back in. LeClaire out. The Red Knights may need that those steals to get the offense sparked without Kamara and Rosario on the floor. And, and a foul on held. Sosa yeah. on the grab yep. on the inbounds. That's his fourth. And it will put Muhlenberg back at the free throw line with 1.15 now left to go. And I believe it's Kantner who's going to shoot. Will. Yeah, yeah. Sosa had a... It's like a defensive back against a receiver. Had his hand around his <laughs> hip trying to keep it from catching the pass. 
So Jane Kander, who missed two of them in the first overtime session, will shoot two more here. Two for four at the free throw line on the night. First is good. But it was his basket off the steal and pass from Drew LeClaire that has given, that gave, that broke the tie and gave Muhlenberg the lead here in the second overtime. 14 now for Kantner. It's a one shy of his career high. He had 15 in a non-league win over Williamsport. Career high for Muhlenberg, not... Right, yeah. correct. Yeah. And he has it as he gets his 15th here, and it makes it an 81-72 game. As the Mules have refound the stroke at the at the stripe. Into Cruz. Kick out. Burgess didn't take the three. Didn't take the two. Gives it back for Sosa. Stripped away by LeClaire. And LeClaire will hold up and wait for help. And the turnover by the Red Knights. But now the Mules give it right back. In the hands for Cruz to let him score the easy two. Osamano was trying to foul even though it was his fifth. And the referees didn't see it. And Redding ends up with a turnover and a Cruz deuce. The Mules tried to hold it, but in the panic, they turned it over. And Ayato Cruz, they just kind of scaled back on him and let him score. It's a seven-point game with 53.1 now left. Bob, I don't care if Redding's missing two starters who have fouled out. I don't care if they're down seven with 53 seconds left. This game's not over no. because of how quickly the Red Knights can force turnovers. We saw it for sure on Thursday at the Geigel against... Wilson, the Bulldogs with an eight-point lead at the time in the third quarter of that eight-point lead. Wilson had only turned it over seven times. They turned it over a bunch more in the third and the fourth quarter, and that's how the Red Knights were able to rally and win the ballgame. Eleven times as a matter of right. fact. And that's what led to the Redding comeback. And that's what the Red Knights need to do. Again, only if no other reason because they're down by seven but also because of what's on their bench now with 10 fouls combined in Rosario and Kamara. Right. That's 26 points in tonight's game on the bench. Red Knights are now out of timeouts. Muhlenberg has two left, so if they get in a jam, they could call a timeout, but the Red Knights have none left. Redding down by seven, has only made three threes in this game, the biggest the one by Daquan Burgess. It sent us on a, on a path to what is now the second overtime. That one sent us to the first overtime. To Armstrong, to Killen, to Collado, to Cantner across half court. And now they'll wait and wait for the foul. And Sosa will commit the foul. And that's his fifth. So it's going to put Cantner back at the free throw line. And Nico Sosa becomes the third Red Knight to foul out. So a seven-man rotation for the Red Knights. We'll bring Anthony Mercedes, who saw a couple of minutes in the end of the second quarter, onto the floor for Redding High. 6-2 junior comes in as Sosa's done for the night. 46.9 left to go, and Kantner back to the free throw line with Muhlenberg on top by seven points. First is good. Eight out of the last nine are now at the free throw line for Muhlenberg. And it's been Killen and Kantner who have been getting it done. Yeah, the one field goal the Mules have in this second overtime was by Jaden Kantner early off the steal by Drew LeClaire. That, that was the tiebreaker, and they haven't looked back since. Two for two for Kantner makes it a nine-point game. Now 40 seconds to go. Red Knights in hurry-up mode to find something 
Osumano's three is no good. Fight for the rebound is won by Alex Collado. Trying to get away from three, Red Knights does. And now we'll just try to kill some time on the clock before the Red Knights can foul him. They're trying to call for the foul. Francis Kamara on the bench, pleading for his team to foul. And Xavier Bandy now will commit the foul with 23.6 left to go. That's going to put Collado, Alex Collado, that is, on the free throw line for the first time in the overtime sessions. Bob, I'm just thinking about this atmosphere here tonight is electric, and this game has been electric. They get to do it again. That's right. In early February. And we'll be here for that one. I'll be at the guy. That's actually the last scheduled game before the county playoffs. Wow. Nuremberg's got a one on Friday night at Berg's Catholic. That'll be a war as well. Reading High has a game at home against Twin Valley on Thursday, and then we'll go to Coatesville on Friday. Collado makes the first and the second. 24 now for Alex Collado. And now Muhlenberg's lead is 11, 85-74 inside of 20 seconds to go. Osamano for three. That's short. Battle for the rebound, and it's won by Kantner. And a quick foul by Osamano with 10.6 to go. The Mules are going to get the W against Reading High in round number one. And that's the fifth foul on Osumano. So the the, the third, wait, the third, fourth. no, fourth. fourth. That's fourth Reading High player to foul out. Osumano here in the second overtime. Going to put Cantner back at the free throw line. It's pretty much academic at this point in time with 10.6 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Jaden Cantner will shoot two more. Matt Flowers will gather his team around and begin to celebrate a little bit because he knows that his team has won the war against Reading High on their home turf. The first one, anyway. The first one on their home turf. That's correct. And Kanner makes the free throw. Kanner, five for five from the line here in the second overtime after missing two in the first overtime. Again, other than that little blip in the first overtime session they have been unbelievable at the foul line tonight and the second by Kantner is also good 87-74 running high with another possession here flip it around for Cruz Yadiel Cruz's three is off the mark Muhlenberg will rebound and Muhlenberg will win the basketball game the final score in double overtime Muhlenberg 87 Reading High, 74, a classic in Laureldale. And, and the Mules win the ball game. They'll go to 3-1 and one now in the division. Reading High, the tough loss on the road, falls to 2-2. Two and two. We will take a timeout back with our postgame show. Words with winning coach Matt Flowers. Our Judd Firestone Plumbing player of the game. Our Angstad Family Dental play of the game. And a whole lot more when our postgame show continues. After this, on 8.30 a.m., WEU in Reading. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park, Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. Honey, can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing! 
Can I be of service? When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling, and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I, I know. You have your own choir, apparently. Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. The H.L. Bowman Visit hlbowman.com. Tremendous atmosphere, tremendous basketball game tonight here in Laureldale as Muhlenberg holds off running high, win it by a score of 87-74, not in one overtime, but in two. It took eight extra minutes of basketball for the Mules to eventually take down running high and win the basketball game, and the Mules, quite frankly, won it at the free throw line. They went 13 for 14 at the free throw line down the stretch. Muhlenberg was brilliant at the foul line throughout this basketball game. They had a little bit of hiccup, as we mentioned a moment ago, at the foul line in the first overtime session. And Reading High was able to extend it to a second overtime session, tied at 72. But the Mules ultimately got the lead and then protected it by forcing Reading High to foul them, stepping to the foul line, and getting it done at the stripe to win this one, going away ultimately by 13 points. The Red Knights just lost a little bit too much offense when Rosario and eventually Kamara fouled out of the basketball game. And Francis Kamara just was down a couple of weapons. And again, the Red Knights are also down a weapon in the loss of Nick Chapman. And so with that much talent, unfortunately for him, Francis Kamara had him had them on the bench. And unfortunately for them, the Red Knights just looking for some point production. And Muhlenberg just took care of business. And they get the win tonight. An emotional game, obviously, for Matt Flowers and Rick Perez against their former team, if you will, in Reading High. Rich Garcella has caught up with Matt Flowers. Rich, take it away. Thanks, Bob. I'm here with Muhlenberg coach Matt Flowers after the Mules' thrilling 87-74 double overtime win over Reading High. Matt, just your thoughts on your kids' performance tonight. Uh, you know, we stand for perseverance, achievement, vibrant, elevate. I thought our kids remained persevered today. Uh, I thought our kids just continued to elevate as each quarter went by, each minute went by. You know, we were down, we were up. I'm just so proud of them. They stayed connected with each other, and they finished the job. You had told us before the game that you were going with a defensive lineup, but then in the fourth quarter, you went offense. You were down by a few points, and that turned out to be a really key decision. Why did you decide to do that, and what did you get from the guys that you put in? Uh, Jaden Kander played a hell of a game. You know, his speed is unmatched. Um, and when he started to get moving and started to play at a fast speed like that, his speed was, was, was unmatched. You know, they really couldn't guard him. Uh, super proud of our guys. We went more offensively because we knew some of our guys, you know, weren't, weren't good on the defensive end. We took advantage of, of what we had, and, and it was good. You also put in Drew LeClaire in the beginning of the second overtime. He comes up with the steal off the inbounds pass, which led to Jaden's go-ahead basket you never lost the lead why did you put drew in the game at that point uh drew's an amazing senior leader you know he's one of our go-to guys one of our captains uh he's been consistent all year you know he's not a big offensive guy but he's a hell of a defensive guy and when you're a defensive guy like that 
we got to put you in the, the crunch time. And I would be re- remiss if I didn't ask you about the two guys who carried you offensively, Shamar Killen and Alex Collado. Your thoughts on, on their games tonight? Consistency, hard work, uh, great guys. You know, our, our guys played well. I'm just proud of all of them. You know, Kyle Archie, you know, nobody would look at his numbers, but Kyle Archie played a hell of a game. Um, rebounding defensively, knocking down the street throws. I'm just super proud of our, our guys, our community. This is a great win for us. How would you describe the atmosphere in here tonight for this game? Early January, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. Uh, I thought this was amazing. Uh, you know, I told our guys before we came out, the picture was already painted. You got to go finish the picture. The picture was all the people that came to see you perform. Our kids performed tonight. So did the Red Knights. Great job. Matt, we will see you down the road. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Excellent job by the Mules as they get the win tonight. Again, for Matt Flowers, he's done a remarkable job in now his third season at Muleburg. He just knows how to win. Obviously, the time he spent on the bench with the Red Knights, and now here in Muleburg, he picks up his 44th W in this, his third season. And this third season is just getting rolling. Last year, Muhlenberg finished at 18-11, and 11, lost in the quarterfinals of the county playoffs to Burks Catholic, lost in the District 3 5A quarterfinals to Mannheim Central, and then eventually made it into the state playoffs and lost to Imhotep, the eventual state champion, who, of course, eventually went to beat Exeter in the state final. But Muhlenberg made it all the way into the second round in Class 5A. The Mules will move up to 6A last year. Matt Flowers is certainly well aware of that. He figures his team has a chance in the 5A classification. They could potentially make a run in the District 3 playoffs. And games like this, nights like this, are only getting you that much more prepared for postseason basketball. And he talked about that with us before tonight's game to get them ready for Friday night in Santander Arena. What's that? That's the county championship game in February. Get them ready for games in the Giants Center. That's what it's all about, getting these kids to experience that. The Red Knights, well... It'll be a learning lesson for them as well tonight for running high. They just simply ran out of ammo tonight. And I think the foul trouble, Rich, for the Red Knights made the difference. They didn't have Wesley Rosario and ultimately didn't have Jeremiah Kamara at the end. And that's a lot left on the bench for Francis Kamara, yes. who was already thin without Nick Chapman. Right. I was going to say, you. we talked about it. Muhlenberg had the advantage in depth. They are deeper than Redding is constituted right now we got to remember, Nick Chapman probably will be able to play when these right. teams meet again That's in right. February, which will make things even more interesting. But, yeah, Reading got into tr- – it, it, it was a very physical game. I thought the officials did an outstanding job. They took control from the start, and they called a great game. But it was physical. There were a lot of fouls on both sides. Unfortunately, it hurt the Red Knights, especially in overtime. So we will take a timeout. We come back. We'll have our Judd Firestone Plumbing Player of the Game, our Angstaff Family Dental Play of the Game, give you the final numbers from here and give you some scores as well. All when we come back in double overtime tonight, Muhlenberg beat Reading High 87-74. More of our postgame show after this on WEEO and Reading. 
Are you worried about losing your family home to expensive nursing home care? There is a legal solution to the problem. Join attorney Scott Ho for a free seminar Tuesday, January 9th at 6 p.m. at Burke's Nature Conference Center off Route 10 near Alvernia University or Tuesday, January 23rd at Weaver's Market Banquet Facility at the intersection of Routes 272 and 897 near Adamstown. Register today at 610-374-5841. That's 610-374-5841. Are you looking for an assisted living community? Columbia Cottage Y Missing is the only licensed assisted living community in Berks County, offering 10 levels of care. They offer personal touch for you or an aging loved one. Columbia Cottage takes pleasure in offering the best in assisted living in Y Missing and the surrounding Berks area. Stop by and speak with the residents and the staff, and you'll see why they decided to join the Columbia Cottage family. To set up a tour, call Noreen Krimsky at 610-484-4418. Family-owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Redding community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Redding, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. It's a brand new year, and it's time to put away all those holiday decorations. At Ocean State Job Lot, we've got totes and containers in so many sizes to make storage a breeze. Choose from over 50 options at prices you won't believe. Do you need a place to put those containers? We've got you covered with a vast selection of rugged adjustable shelving. Save on this week's can't-miss closeout. Muck Lucks, slippers, boots, and leggings starting at $3.99. Get more for less today at Ocean State Job Lot. Back to our post-game show. It's time now for our player of the game, brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing. Whether it's a dripping faucet, a drain backing up, or plans for remodeling a kitchen or a bathroom, it's important to have it done right. Judd Firestone Plumbing has more than 85 years of combined experience serving the community. Call 610-678-9080 for Judd Firestone Plumbing here in Laurel or you can find them on Facebook. Lots of choices to pick from in this spectacular game, won by Muhlenberg in double overtime. But Shamar Killen continues to get the job done for Muhlenberg. His ninth straight game in double figures, but it was also a career high. It's his third game over 20 points as he finishes with 29 points, including going five for six for Muhlenberg in the double over the second overtime session. And he finishes with 29 points. He is our Judd Firestone Plumbing player of the game. As for our play of the game, Brought to you by Angstad Family Dental. Let their family take care of your family. Visit angstadfamilydental.com for more information. And even though the score says 87-74, this was a defensive basketball game. It's just a lot of minutes played in the double overtime session. And it was a defensive play that is our play of the game. Rich just made reference to it with Coach Matt Flowers. And that was the spot where Drew LeClaire stole the inbounds pass. Daquan Burgess was trying to inbound from Reading High underneath their own basket. Redding High got banged with a couple of five-second violations on inbounds passes, and that clock inside the head of Daquan Burgess, you could almost kind of sense he was starting to panic a little bit, so he tried to just kick it out high because he couldn't get it to Yadiel Cruz in the corner, which is where the Red Knights wanted to go. Yadiel Cruz was guarded on the inbounds pass, so he tried to kick it out high instead. Drew LeClaire tipped it and knocked it loose. Jaden Cantner scored on the other end, and that ultimately led to the free throw bonanza for Muhlenberg in the second overtime session, and the Mules were able to hold off 
Reading High in that double overtime. For what it's worth, I just said that Muhlenberg was 13 for 14 at the line in the overtime, second overtime session. On the night, 23 of 29 from the free throw line for the Mules, 23 of their 87 points. So Killen with 29, a new career high. 24 for Alex Collado. That also is a new career high for the Muhlenberg senior. Alex, actually, it's too shy of his career high. He had 26 in a game earlier this season. Jaden Cantor, 19. Is that what you have him for? I had him with 17. 17? The game I saw him when he was a freshman at Tulpa Hawken scored 31 <laughs> as a freshman. So he is capable of scoring. Right. And honestly, he, as, as Matt Flowers said, he beat the Reading defense. His quickness... Nobody can guard him or keep – let's put it this way. Nobody could keep him in front of them and came up with the tie-breaking basket and came up big in overtime, had the only basket of the second overtime and scored eight points in the second overtime. Yeah, and, and it was his quickness that really made Redding High have to chase Mule because the Red yes. Knights were trying to guard, yes. but he was moving with the basketball and keeping Redding High on the chase. And so ultimately he finishes with 17 13 for Kyle Archie. Matt Flowers made reference to what he did, working his magic as best as he could inside, getting the mules on the boards. He had a field goal in the first quarter. It was a three. From there, his other 10 points were all at the foul line, where he was a perfect 10 for 10 at the strike. He made two for two from the line with 40 seconds left in regulation to give Muhlenberg a three-point lead and a lot of momentum. But then Daquan Burgess hit a three to tie it. And we still weren't done because we had another basket for each team, and that sent it to the first overtime. But really, Matt Flowers is right. Kyle Archie came up with, it seemed like every big rebound, came up with a huge offensive rebound uh, in the first overtime after Kantner missed the second of two free throws. Uh, played wonderful defense. Uh, I don't know, what did Yadiel Cruz end up with? 27. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, ah, they played good defense against Cruz when he scores 27, but they did. Yes, they They did. really did. And um, so give, give Kyle Archie a lot of credit for that as well. The Mules got 87 points tonight from four guys. They had a lot more players on the floor than that, but four guys did the offensive scoring. Killing again with 29, Alex Collado with 24, wow. 17 for Kander, and 13 for Kyle Archie. As we just mentioned, Yadiel Cruz with 27. That's three shy of his career eye. He had 30 against Cardinal Hara in the Red Knight Holiday Tournament. This atmosphere wasn't quite the same as that atmosphere. It was a big game for Yadiel Cruz. But he ends up with 27, a new career high for the freshman, Jeremiah Kamara. He had 15, all of them after halftime. He struggled in the first half. He came up big in the second half and yeah. finished with 15 before he fouled out. Wesley Rosario, the opposite scenario. He had 11 in the first half and did not score in the second half. He did the same thing against Wilson, 10 in the first That's half, right. didn't right. score in the second half. Tonight, 11 in the first half, didn't score in the second half, became the distributor that he's so good at, but unfortunately for him, he ultimately fouled out as well. So 27 for Cruz, 15 for Kamara, 11 for Rosario, 8 for Daquan Burgess, including that huge three that he hit from deep behind the arc that tied the game up and sent it into over, helped send it into overtime. And then 5 for Malik Osumano and 4 each for Nico Sosa and Xavier Beatty. And the Red Knight total of 74. 87, 74, Muhlenberg wins it in double overtime. Basketball season's just starting to get heated up. My goodness, I'll say. You know, it. We, we've seen the three top teams in Division One the last two games. And I'm sitting here now, and I don't know. <laughs> They've all beaten each other. Yeah. 
I don't know what the best team is. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I so you figure Muhlenberg and Wilson went to overtime. Right. And, and so now this one went to double overtime. And, and Wilson and Muhlenberg was Wilson, a was, – Wilson-Redding was, 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 was down, Wilson, it was down right. to the last minute. Correct. And, and it ended up being six points, but it, that could have been a two-point game for sure. Right. Um, I just can't wait for the second round of these <laughs> – these games among these three teams, uh, man, it, it, it was this was electric tonight. What a, what a great atmosphere for high school basketball. So quite obviously we picked the right game, but there were some other games going on around Burris County. There were a couple of cancellations, yeah. but there were some games that did get played tonight. Well, we have five finals. Uh, Exeter at Conrad Weiser and Daniel Boone at Twin Valley were both postponed because of the weather. But Wilson at home had, I think, a 13-point lead going into the fourth quarter and held on to beat Governor Mifflin 49-43. Fleetwood came from behind and beat Wyomissing on the road 51-46. Schuylkill Valley cruised past Hamburg 58-37. Ole Valley, the same easy 50-13 win at Topahawken. And Kutztown with a 71-54 victory over Brandywine Heights. So congratulations to Matt Cauldron because that win tonight over Governor Mifflin is win number 400 in his career. As he said to us before the game, he just wanted to get it and get it over with. He said the win's coming eventually if it's not tonight, which is what we we saw him last Thursday against Reading High. It's going to come eventually, and he got it tonight against his arch rival Governor Mifflin. He got it at home. So he gets that off his plate. He just wanted to get it off his plate. He wanted to get it off his player's mind. So he wins his 400th tonight. And, of course, Snip Essley, who, win, who won at number 800 last Thursday in the win over Daniel Boone. The Saints will be back in action on Thursday night this week, and we'll have that one for you. That'll be our next action. It'll be a tough act to follow, but if anybody can follow that act, it could be Exeter and Burks Catholic. That'll be our game on Thursday night. we got 40, we got 48 hours to rest up after this one. Burks Catholic and Exeter on Thursday night will be our next game here at WEU. Yeah, th- this, these, these two teams... Those two teams in Wilson, I think, are, are you, the county champion will come from one of those five. Who it is, I don't know. Who's the best team right now? Hard to say. We know, we do know that Burks Catholic is undefeated, uh, but they have not yet played the Exeter Eagles or any of these three teams, Wilson, Redding, or Muhlenberg. Uh, we're going to f- learn a lot about the Saints Thursday night. That's That for sure. Again, it's an Exeter team that beat this Redding High team by 24 points at the Geigel seven days ago. So we'll have that one for you again Thursday night. Again, it's a seven. We'll have a, we'll, our airtime on Thursday, 745. So a little bit later than normal for the scheduled tip-off for an 8 o'clock tip-off with Exeter and Burks Catholic. Again, it is four games on the day at Burks Catholic High School. Girls JVs, or boys JVs, girls JV, then the girls varsity, and then the boys varsity. So the boys' varsity game between Exeter and Burks Catholic is actually the fourth game and is scheduled for an 8 o'clock tip-off, and there will be a short ceremony as well for Snip Esley and his 800th win before the game. So we'll be on the air at 745 courtside from Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium for Thursday night's game, Exeter at Burks Catholic. So that will do it for tonight's game. And again, an outstanding game, a great atmosphere, certainly play like, played like high school basketball game here in Lauderdale. Again, hats off to Dr. Tim Moyer, the athletic director at Muhlenberg High School, and his staff who did a tremendous job keeping this pressure cooker under control throughout the night. And again, another great job tonight, we'll say it again, by the three officials, Adonis Fleming, Rich Robinson, and Jay Schmale doing their job on the floor to keep this one under control as well. They got the job done as well. 
for our colleague back at the WEU studio. He did his job as well. Sean Tansky keeping the show on the road. For my colleague, Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Great basketball game goes the way of Muhlenberg tonight here on their home floor. Reading High Falls to 6-5 and five overall, 2-2 two and two in Division One. Muhlenberg goes to 8-4 and four and 3-1 and one in Division One with the double overtime victory. Muhlenberg 87, Reading High 74. Thanks for listening, everyone. Again, for Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Thanks for listening tonight for high school basketball. We'll talk to you again in... 48 hours, less than 48 hours for more high school basketball right back here on Thursday night, 745 here on WEU. Till then, thanks for listening, everyone. Have yourselves a great night. Be safe and be careful out there, everyone, please. Tonight's live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU has been brought to you by Angstad Family Dental, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. This has been an exclusive live presentation of WEU at 30 a.m. in Reading. <laughs>